Ecclesiastes, chapter 9. Man knows not certainly that he is in God's grace. After death, no more work or merit. All these things have I considered in my heart, that I might carefully understand them. There are just men and wise men, and their works are in the hand of God, and yet man knoweth not whether he be worthy of love or hatred. But all things are kept uncertain for the time to come, because all things equally happen to the just and to the wicked, to the good and to the evil, to the clean and to the unclean, to him that offereth victims, and to him that despiseth sacrifices. As the good is, so also is the sinner. As the perjured, so he also that sweareth truth. This is a very great evil among all things that are done under the sun, that the same things happen to all men, whereby also the hearts of the children of men are filled with evil, and with contempt while they live, and afterwards they shall be brought down to hell. There is no man that liveth always, or that hopeth for this. A living dog is better than a dead lion. For the living know that they shall die, but the dead know nothing more. Neither have they a reward any more, for the memory of them is forgotten. Their love also, and their hatred, and their envy are all perished. Neither have they any part in this world, and in the work that is done under the sun. Go then, and eat thy bread with joy, and drink thy wine with gladness, because thy works please God. At all times let thy garments be white, and let not oil depart from thy head. Live joyfully with the wife whom thou lovest, all the days of thy unsteady life, which are given to thee under the sun, all the time of thy vanity. For this is thy portion in life, and in thy labor, wherewith thou laborest under the sun. Whatsoever thy hand is able to do, do it earnestly. For neither work, nor reason, nor wisdom, nor knowledge shall be in hell, whither thou art hastening. I turned me to another thing, and I saw that under the sun the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, nor bread to the wise, nor riches to the learned, nor favor to the skillful, but time and chance in all. Man knoweth not his own end. But as fishes are taken with the hook, and as birds are caught with the snare, so men are taken in the evil time, when it shall suddenly come upon them. This wisdom also I have seen under the sun, and it seemed to me to be very great. A little city, and a few men in it. There came against it a great king, and invested it, and built bulwarks round about it, and the siege was perfect. Now there was found in it a man poor and wise, and he delivered the city by his wisdom, and no man afterward remembered that poor man. And I said that wisdom is better than strength. How then is the wisdom of the poor man slighted, and his words not heard? The words of the wise are heard in silence, more than the cry of a prince among fools. Better is wisdom than weapons of war, and he that shall offend in one shall lose many good things. Chapter 10 Observations on Wisdom and Folly, Ambition and Detraction Dying flies spoil the sweetness of the ointment. Wisdom and glory is more precious than a small and short-lived folly. The heart of a wise man is in his right hand, and the heart of a fool is in his left hand. Yea, and the fool, when he walketh in the way, whereas he himself is a fool, esteemeth all men fools. If the spirit of him that hath power ascend upon thee, leave not thy place, because care will make the greatest sins to cease. There is an evil that I have seen under the sun, as it were by an error proceeding from the face of the prince, a fool set in high dignity, and the rich sitting beneath. I have seen servants upon horses, and princes walking on the ground as servants. He that diggeth a pit shall fall into it, and he that breaketh a hedge a serpent shall bite him. 
He that removeth stones shall be hurt by them, and he that cutteth trees shall be wounded by them. If the iron be blunt, and be not as before, but be made blunt, with much labor it shall be sharpened, and after industry shall follow wisdom. If a serpent bite in silence, he is nothing better that backbiteth secretly. The words of the mouth of a wise man are grace, but the lips of a fool shall throw him down headlong. The beginning of his words is folly, and the end of his talk is a mischievous error. A fool multiplieth words. A man cannot tell what hath been before him, and what shall be after him. Who can tell him? The labor of fools shall afflict them that know not how to go to the city. Woe to thee, O land, when thy king is a child, and when the princes eat in the morning. Blessed is the land whose king is noble, and his princes eat in due season for refreshment, and not for riotousness. By slothfulness a building shall be brought down, and through the weakness of hands the house shall drop through. For laughter they make bread, and wine that the living may feast, and all things obey money. Detract not the king, no, not in thy thought, and speak not evil of the rich man in thy private chamber, because even the birds of the air will carry thy voice, and he that hath wings will tell what thou hast said. Chapter 11. Exhortation to works of mercy while we have time, to diligence in good, and to the remembrance of death and judgment. Cast thy bread upon the running waters, for after a long time thou shalt find it again. Give a portion to seven, and also to eight, for thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. If the clouds be full, they will pour out rain upon the earth. If the tree fall to the south or to the north, in what place soever it shall fall, there shall it be. He that observeth the wind shall not sow, and he that considereth the clouds shall never reap. As thou knowest not what is the way of the spirit, nor how the bones are joined together in the womb of her that is with child, so thou knowest not the works of God, who is the maker of all. In the morning sow thy seed, and in the evening let not thy hand cease, for thou knowest not which may rather spring up, this or that, and if both together it shall be the better. The light is sweet, and it is delightful for the eyes to see the sun. If a man live many years, and have rejoiced in them all, he must remember the darksome time, and the many days, which, when they shall come, the things past shall be accused of vanity. Rejoice, therefore, O young man, in thy youth, and let thy heart be in that which is good in the days of thy youth, and walk in the ways of thy heart, and in the sight of thy eyes, and know that for all these God will bring thee into judgment. Remove anger from thy heart, and put away evil from thy flesh, for youth and pleasure are vain. Chapter 12. The Creator is remembered in the days of our youth. All worldly things are vain. We should fear God and keep his commandments. Remember thy Creator in the days of thy youth, before the time of affliction come, and the years draw nigh, of which thou shalt say, They please me not. Before the sun and the light and the moon and the stars be darkened, and the clouds return after the rain, when the keepers of the house shall tremble, and the strong men shall stagger, and the grinders shall be idle in a small number, and they that look through the holes shall be darkened, and they shall shut the doors in this street, when the grinder's voice shall be low, and they shall rise up at the voice of the bird, and all the daughters of music shall grow deaf, and they shall fear high things, and they shall be afraid in the way. The almond tree shall flourish, the locust shall be made fat, and the caper tree shall be destroyed, because man shall go into the house of his eternity, and the mourners shall go round about in the street. Before the silver cord be broken, and the golden fillet shrink back, 
and the pitcher be crushed at the fountain and the wheel be broken upon the cistern and the dust return into its earth from whence it was and the spirit returned to God who gave it vanity of vanities said Ecclesiastes and all things are vanity and whereas Ecclesiastes was very wise he taught the people and declared the things that he had done and seeking out he set forth many parables he sought profitable words and wrote words most right and full of truth the words of the wise are as goads and as nails deeply fastened in which by the counsel of masters are given from one shepherd more than these my son require not of making many books there is no end and much study is an affliction of the flesh let us all hear together the conclusion of the discourse fear God and keep his commandments for this is all man and all things that are done God will bring into judgment for every error whether it be good or evil thus concludes Ecclesiastes Solomon's Canticle of Canticles chapter 1 the spouse aspires to a union with Christ their mutual love for one another let him kiss me with a kiss of his mouth for thy breasts are better than wine smelling sweet of the best ointments thy name is as oil poured out therefore young maidens have loved thee draw me we will run after thee to the odor of thy ointments the king hath brought me into his storerooms we will be glad and rejoice in thee remembering thy breasts more than wine the righteous love thee I am black but beautiful O ye daughters of Jerusalem as the tents of cedar as the curtains of Solomon do not consider me that I am brown because the Sun hath altered my color the sons of my mother have fought against me they have made me the keeper in the vineyards my vineyard I have not kept show me O thou whom my soul lovest where thou feedest where thou liest in the midday lest I begin to wander after the flocks of thy companions if thou know not thyself O fairest among women go forth and follow after the steps of the flocks and feed thy kids beside the tents of the shepherds to my company of horsemen in Pharaoh's chariots have I likened thee O my love thy cheeks are beautiful as the turtle doves thy neck as jewels we will make thee chains of gold inlaid with silver while the king was at his repose my spikenard sent forth the odor thereof a bundle of myrrh is my beloved to me he shall abide between my breasts a cluster of cypress my love is to me in the vineyards of Engadi behold thou art fair O my love behold thou art fair thy eyes are as those of doves behold thou art fair my beloved and comely our bed is flourishing the beams of our houses are of cedar our rafters of cypress trees chapter 2 Christ caresses his spouse he invites her to him I am the flower of the field and the lily of the valleys as the lily among thorns so is my love among the daughters as the apple tree among the trees of the woods so is my beloved among the sons I sat down under his shadow whom I desired and his fruit was sweet to my palate he brought me into the cellar of wine he set in order charity in me stay me up with flowers compass me about with apples because I languish with love his left hand is under my head and his right hand shall embrace me I adjure you O ye daughters of Jerusalem by the rose and the hearts of the fields that you stir not up nor make the beloved to awake till she please 
The voice of my beloved, behold, he cometh leaping upon the mountains, skipping over the hills. My beloved is like a roe or a young heart. Behold, he standeth behind our wall, looking through the windows, looking through the lattices. Behold, my beloved speaketh to me. Arise, make haste, my love, my dove, my beautiful one, and come. For winter is now past. The rain is over and gone. The flowers have appeared in our land. The time of pruning is come. The voice of the turtle is heard in our land. The fig tree hath put forth her green figs. The vines in flower yield their sweet smell. Arise, my love, my beautiful one, and come. My dove in the clefts of the rock, in the hollow places of the walls, show me thy face. Let thy voice sound in my ears, for thy voice is sweet, and thy face comely. Catch us the little foxes that destroy the vines, for our vineyard hath flourished. My beloved to me, and I to him, who feedeth among the lilies, till the day break and the shadows retire. Return, be like my beloved to a roe or to a young heart upon the mountains of Bethair. Chapter 3. The Spouse Seeks Christ, the Glory of His Humanity. In my bed by night I sought him whom my soul loveth. I sought him and found him not. I will rise and will go about the city. In the streets and the broadways I will seek him whom my soul loveth. I sought him, and I found him not. The watchmen who keep the city found me. Have you seen him whom my soul loveth? When I had a little passed by them, I found him whom my soul loveth. I held him, and I will not let him go till I bring him into my mother's house and into the chamber of her that bore me. I adjure you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the rose and the hearts of the fields, that you stir not up nor awake my beloved till she please. Who is she that goeth up by the desert as a pillar of smoke, of aromatical spices, of myrrh and frankincense, and of all the powders of the perfumer? Behold, threescore valiant ones of the most valiant of Israel surrounded the bed of Solomon, all holding swords and most expert in war, every man's sword upon his thigh, because of fears in the night. King Solomon hath made him a litter of the wood of Libanus, the pillars thereof he made of silver, the seat of gold, the going up of purple, the midst he covered with charity for the daughters of Jerusalem. Go forth, ye daughters of Sion, and see King Solomon in the diadem, wherewith his mother crowned him at the day of his espousals, and at the day of the joy of his heart. Chapter 4. Christ sets forth the graces of his spouse, and declares his love for her. How beautiful art thou, my love, how beautiful art thou! Thy eyes are dove's eyes, besides what is hid within. Thy hair is as flocks of goats, which come up from Mount Galad. Thy teeth as flocks of sheep, that are shorn, which come up from the washing, all with twins, and there is none barren among them. Thy lips are as a scarlet lace, and thy speech sweet. Thy cheeks are as a piece of a pomegranate, besides that which lieth hid within. Thy neck is as the Tower of David, which is built with bulwarks. A thousand bucklers hang upon it, all the armor of valiant men. Thy two breasts, like two young rows that are twins, which feed among the lilies. Till the day break and the shadows retire, I will go to the mountains of myrrh and to the hill of frankincense. Thou art all fair, O my love, and there is not a spot in thee. Come from Libanus, my spouse, come from Libanus, come. Thou shalt be crowned from the top of Amana, from the top of Saner and Hermon, from the dens of the lions, from the mountains of the leopards. Thou hast wounded my heart, 
My sister, my spouse, thou hast wounded my heart with one of thy eyes and with one hair of thy neck. How beautiful are thy breasts, my sister, my spouse. Thy breasts are more beautiful than wine, and the sweet smell of thy ointments, above all aromatical spices. Thy lips, my spouse, are as a dropping honeycomb. Honey and milk are under thy tongue, and the smell of thy garments as the smell of frankincense. My sister, my spouse, is a garden enclosed, a garden enclosed, a fountain sealed up. Thy plants are a paradise of pomegranates with the fruits of the orchard, cypress with spikenard, spikenard and saffron, sweet cane and cinnamon, with all the trees of Lebanus, myrrh and aloes, with all the chief perfumes. The fountain of gardens, the well of living waters, which run with a strong stream from Lebanus. Arise, O north wind, and come, O south wind, blow through my garden and let the aromatical spices thereof flow. Chapter 5. Christ calls his spouse. She languishes with love and describes him by his graces. Let my beloved come into his garden and eat the fruit of his apple trees. I am come into my garden, O my sister, my spouse. I have gathered my myrrh with my aromatical spices. I have eaten the honeycomb with my honey. I have drunk my wine with my milk. Eat, O friends, and drink, and be inebriated, my dearly beloved. I sleep, and my heart watcheth, the voice of my beloved knocking. Open to me, my sister, my love, my dove, my undefiled, for my head is full of dew, and my locks of the drops of the night. I have put off my garment, how shall I put it on? I have washed my feet, how shall I defile them? My beloved put his hand through the keyhole, and my bowels were moved at his touch. I arose up to open my beloved. My hands dropped with myrrh, and my fingers were full of the choicest myrrh. I opened the bolt of my door to my beloved, but he had turned aside and was gone. My soul melted when he spoke. I sought him and found him not. I called, and he did not answer me. The keepers that go about the city found me. They struck me and wounded me. The keepers of the walls took away my veil from me. I adjure you, O daughters of Jerusalem, if you find my beloved, and you tell him that I languish with love. What manner of one is thy beloved of the beloved? O thou most beautiful among women, what manner of one is thy beloved of the beloved, that thou hast so adjured us? My beloved is white and ruddy, chosen out of thousands. His head is as the finest gold, his locks as branches of palm trees, black as a raven. His eyes as doves upon brooks of waters, which are washed with milk, and sit beside the plentiful streams. His cheeks are as beds of aromatical spices sent by the perfumers. His lips are as lilies dropping choice myrrh. His hands are turned and as of gold, full of hyacinths. His belly as of ivory set with sapphires. His legs as pillars of marble that are set upon bases of gold. His form as of Lebanus, excellent as the cedars. His throat most sweet, and he is all lovely. Such is my beloved, and he is my friend, O ye daughters of Jerusalem. Whither is thy beloved gone, O thou most beautiful among women? Whither is thy beloved turned aside? And we will seek him with thee. Chapter 6. The spouse of Christ is but one. She is fair and terrible. My beloved has gone down into his garden, to the bed of aromatical spices, to feed in the gardens and to gather lilies. I to my beloved, and my beloved to me, who feedeth among the lilies. Thou art beautiful, O my love, sweet and comely as Jerusalem, terrible as an army set in array. 
Turn away thy eyes from me, for they have made me flee away. Thy hair is as a flock of goats that appear from Galad. Thy teeth is as a flock of sheep which come up from the washing, all with twins, and there is none barren among them. Thy cheeks are as the bark of a pomegranate, beside what is hidden within thee. There are threescore queens and fourscore concubines and young maidens without number. One is my dove, my perfect one, is but one. She is the only one of her mother, the chosen of her that bore her. The daughters saw her and declared her most blessed, the queens and concubines, and they praised her. Who is she that cometh forth as the morning rising, fair as the moon, bright as the sun, terrible as an army set in array? I went down into the garden of nuts to see the fruits of the valleys and to look if the vineyard had flourished and the pomegranates budded. I knew not. My soul troubled me for the chariots of Abinadab. Return, return, O Solomitus, return, return, that we may behold thee. Chapter 7. A further description of the graces of the church, the spouse of Christ. What shalt thou see in the Solomitis but the companies of camps? How beautiful are thy steps in shoes, O prince's daughter! The joints of thy thighs are like jewels that are made by the hand of a skillful workman. Thy navel is like a round bowl, never wanting cups. Thy belly is like a heap of wheat set about with lilies. Thy two breasts are like two young rows that are twins. Thy neck as a tower of ivory, thy eyes like the fish pools of Hesibon, which are in the gate of the daughter of the multitude. Thy nose is as the tower of Libanus that looketh toward Damascus. Thy head is like Carmel, and the hairs of thy head as the purple of the king bound in the channels. How beautiful art thou, and how comely, my dearest, in delights! Thy stature is like to a palm tree, and thy breasts to clusters of grapes. I said I will go up into the palm tree, and will take hold of the fruit thereof and thy breasts shall be as the clusters of the vine, and the odor of thy mouth like apples, thy throat like the best wine, worthy for my beloved to drink, and for his lips and his teeth to ruminate. I to my beloved, and his turning is towards me. Come, my beloved, let us go forth into the field, let us abide in the villages, let us get up early to the vineyards, let us see if the vineyard flourish, if the flowers are ready to bring forth fruits, if the pomegranates flourish, there will I give thee my breasts. The mandrakes give a smell, and our gates are all fruits, the new and the old, my beloved, I have kept for thee. Chapter 8. The love of the church to Christ, his love to her. Who shall give thee to me for my brother, sucking the breasts of my mother, that I may find thee without, and kiss thee, and now no man may despise me? I will take hold of thee, and bring thee into my mother's house, there thou shalt teach me, and I will give thee a cup of spiced wine and new wine of my pomegranates. His left hand under my head and his right hand shall embrace me. I adjure you, O daughters of Jerusalem, that you stir not up, nor awake my love till she please. Who is this that cometh up from the desert, flowing with delights, leaning upon her beloved? Under the apple tree I raise thee up. There thy mother was corrupted. There she was deflowered that bore thee. Put me as a seal upon thy heart, as a seal upon thy arm, for love is strong as death, jealousy as hard as hell, the lamps thereof are fire and flames. Many waters cannot quench charity, neither can the floods drown it. If a man should give all the substance of his house for love, he shall despise it as nothing. Our sister is little and hath no breasts, 
What shall we do to our sister in the day when she is to be spoken to? If she be a wall, let us build upon it bulwarks of silver. If she be a door, let us join it together with boards of cedar. I am a wall, and my breasts are as a tower since I am become in his presence as one finding peace. The peaceable had a vineyard, and that which hath people. He let out the same to keepers. Every man bringeth for the fruit thereof a thousand pieces of silver. My vineyard is before me. A thousand are for thee, the peaceable, and two hundred for them that keep the fruit thereof. Thou that dwellest in the gardens, the friends hearken. Make me hear thy voice. Flee away, O my beloved, and be like to the roe and to the young heart upon the mountains of aromatical spices. Thus concludes Solomon's Canticle of Canticles. The Book of Wisdom Chapter 1 An exhortation to seek God sincerely, who cannot be deceived, and desireth not our death. Love justice, you that are the judges of the earth. Think of the Lord in goodness, and seek him in simplicity of heart. For he is found by them that tempt him not and he showeth himself to them that have faith in him. For perverse thoughts separate from God, and his power, when it is tried, reproveth the unwise. For wisdom will not enter into a malicious soul, nor dwell in a body subject to sins. For the Holy Spirit of discipline will flee from the deceitful, and will withdraw himself from thoughts that are without understanding, and he shall not abide when iniquity cometh in. For the spirit of wisdom is benevolent, and will not acquit the evil speaker from his lips. For God is witness of his reins, and he is a true searcher of his heart, and a hearer of his tongue. For the Spirit of the Lord hath filled the whole world, and that which containeth all things hath knowledge of the voice. Therefore he that speaketh unjust things cannot be hid, neither shall the chastising judgment pass him by. For inquisition shall be made into the thoughts of the ungodly, and the hearing of his word shall come to God to the chastising of his iniquities. For the ear of jealousy heareth all things, and the tumult of murmuring shall not be hid. Keep yourselves, therefore, from murmuring, which profiteth nothing, and refrain your tongue from detraction, for an obscure speech shall not go for naught, and the mouth that belieth killeth the soul. Seek not death in the error of your life, neither procure ye destruction by the works of your hands. For God made not death, neither hath he pleasure in the destruction of the living. For he created all things that they might be, and he made the nations of the earth for health. And there is no poison of destruction in them, nor kingdom of hell upon the earth. For justice is perpetual and immortal. But the wicked with works and words have called it to them, and esteeming it, a friend have fallen away and have made a covenant with it, because they are worthy to be of the part thereof. Chapter 2 the vain reasonings of the wicked. They're persecuting the just, especially the Son of God. For they have said reasoning with themselves, but not right. The time of our life is short and tedious, and in the end of a man there is no remedy, and no man hath been known to have returned from hell. For we are born of nothing, and after this we shall be as if we had not been. For the breath in our nostrils is smoke, and speech a spark to move our heart which being put out, our body shall be ashes, and our spirit shall be poured abroad as soft air, and our life shall pass away as the trace of a cloud, and shall be dispersed as a mist, which is driven away by the beams of the sun, and overpowered with the heat thereof. 
and our name in time shall be forgotten, and no man shall have any remembrance of our works. For our time is as the passing of a shadow, and there is no going back of our end, for it is fast sealed, and no man returneth. Come, therefore, and let us enjoy the good things that are present, and let us speedily use the creatures as in youth. Let us fill ourselves with costly wine and ointments, and let not the flower of the time pass by. Let us crown ourselves with roses before they be withered. Let no meadow escape our riot. Let none of us go without his part in luxury. Let us everywhere leave tokens of joy, for this is our portion, and this our lot. Let us oppress the poor just man, and not spare the widow, nor honor the ancient gray hairs of the aged. But let our strength be the law of justice, for that which is feeble is found to be nothing worth. Let us therefore lie in wait for the just, because he is not for our turn, and he is contrary to our doings, and upbraideth us with transgressions of the law, and divulgeth against us the sins of our way of life. He boasteth that he hath the knowledge of God, and calleth himself the Son of God. He is become a censurer of our thoughts. He is grievous unto us, even to behold, for his life is not like other men's, and his ways are very different. We are esteemed by him as triflers, and he abstaineth from our ways as from filthiness, and he preferreth the latter end of the just, and glorieth that he hath God for his father. Let us see then if his words be true, and let us prove what shall happen to him, and we shall know what his end shall be. For if he be the true son of God, he will defend him, and will deliver him from the hands of his enemies. Let us examine him by outrages and tortures, that we may know his meekness and try his patience. Let us condemn him to a most shameful death, for there shall be respect had unto him by his words. These things they thought, and were deceived, for their own malice blinded them. And they knew not the secrets of God, nor hoped for the wages of justice, nor esteemed the honor of holy souls. For God created man incorruptible, and to the image of his own likeness he made him. But by the envy of the devil, death came into the world, and they follow him that are of his side. Chapter 3. The Happiness of the Just and the Unhappiness of the Wicked. But the souls of the just are in the hand of God, and the torment of death shall not touch them. In the sight of the unwise they seemed to die, and their departure was taken for misery, and their going away from us for utter destruction. But they are in peace, and though in the sight of men they suffered torments, their hope is full of immortality. Afflicted in few things, in many they shall be well rewarded, because God hath tried them, and found them worthy of himself. As gold in the furnace he hath proved them, and as a victim of a holocaust he hath received them, and in time there shall be respect had to them. The just shall shine, and shall run to and fro like sparks among the reeds. They shall judge nations, and rule over people, and their Lord shall reign forever. They that trust in him shall understand the truth, and they that are faithful in love shall rest in him, for grace and peace is to his elect. But the wicked shall be punished according to their own devices, who have neglected the just, and have revolted from the Lord. For he that rejecteth wisdom and discipline is unhappy and their hope is vain, and their labors without fruit, and their works unprofitable. Their wives are foolish, and their children wicked. Their offspring is cursed, for happy is the barren, 
and the undefiled that hath not known bed in sin. She shall have fruit in the visitation of holy souls. And the eunuch that hath not wrought iniquity with his hands, nor thought wicked things against God. For the precious gift of faith shall be given to him, and a most acceptable lot in the temple of God. For the fruit of good labors is glorious, and the root of wisdom never faileth. But the children of adulterers shall not come to perfection, and the seed of the unlawful bed shall be rooted out. And if they live long, they shall be nothing regarded, and their last old age shall be without honor. And if they die quickly, they shall have no hope, nor speech of comfort in the day of trial. For dreadful are the ends of a wicked race. Chapter 4 the difference between the chaste and the adulterous generations, and between the death of the just and the wicked. Oh, how beautiful is the chaste generation with glory, for the memory thereof is immortal, because it is known both with God and with men. When it is present, they imitate it, and they desire it when it hath withdrawn itself, and it triumpheth, crowned forever, winning the reward of undefiled conflicts. But the multiplied brood of the wicked shall not thrive, and bastard slips shall not take deep root, nor any fast foundation. And if they flourish in branches for a time, yet standing not fast, they shall be shaken with the wind, and through the force of winds they shall be rooted out. For the branches not being perfect shall be broken, and their fruits shall be unprofitable and sour to eat, and fit for nothing. For the children that are born of unlawful beds are witnesses of wickedness against their parents in their trial. But the just man, if he be prevented with death, shall be in rest. For venerable old age is not that of long time, nor counted by the number of years, but the understanding of a man is gray hairs. And a spotless life is old age. He pleased God and was beloved, and living among sinners, he was translated. He was taken away, lest wickedness should alter his understanding, or deceit beguile his soul. For the bewitching of vanity obscureth good things, and the wandering of concupiscence overturneth the innocent mind. Being made perfect in a short space, he fulfilled a long time. For his soul pleased God. Therefore, he hastened to bring him out of the midst of iniquities. But the people see this, and understand not, or lay up such things in their hearts, that the grace of God and his mercy is with his saints, and that he hath respect to his chosen. But the just that is dead condemneth the wicked that are living, and youth soon ended the long life of the unjust. For they shall see the end of the wise man, and shall not understand what God hath designed for him, and why the Lord hath set him in safety. They shall see him, and shall despise him, but the Lord shall laugh them to scorn, and they shall fall after this without honor, and be a reproach among the dead forever. For he shall burst them puffed up and speechless, and shall shake them from the foundations, and they shall be utterly laid waste, and they shall be in sorrow, and their memory shall perish. They shall come with fear at the thought of their sins, and their iniquities shall stand against them to convict them. Chapter 5. The Fruitless Repentance of the Wicked in Another World, the Reward of the Just. Then shall the just stand with great constancy against those that have afflicted them, and taken away their labors. These seeing it shall be troubled with terrible fear, and shall be amazed at the suddenness of their unexpected salvation saying within themselves, repenting and groaning for anguish of spirit. These are they whom we had some time in derision, and for a parable of reproach. We fools esteem their life madness, and their end without honor. Behold how they are numbered among the children of God, and their lot is among the saints.
Therefore we have erred from the way of truth, and the light of justice hath not shined unto us, and the sun of understanding hath not risen upon us. We wearied ourselves in the way of iniquity and destruction, and have walked through hard ways, but the way of the Lord we have not known. What hath pride profited us, or what advantage hath the boasting of riches brought us? All those things are passed away like a shadow, and like a post that runneth on. And as a ship that passeth through the waves, whereof when it is gone by the trace cannot be found, nor the path of its keel on the waters. Or as when a bird flieth through the air, of the passage of which no mark can be found, but only the sound of the wings beating the light air, and parting it by the force of her flight. She moved her wings, and hath flown through, and there is no mark found afterwards of her way. Or as when an arrow is shot at a mark, the divided air presently cometh together again, so that the passage thereof is not known. So we also, being born forthwith, ceased to be, and have been able to show no mark of virtue, but are consumed in our wickedness. Such things as these the sinners said in hell. For the hope of the wicked is as dust, which is blown away with the wind, and as a thin froth which is dispersed by the storm, and as smoke that is scattered abroad by the wind, and as the remembrance of a guest of one day that passeth by. But the just shall live forevermore, and their reward is with the Lord, and the care of them with the Most High. Therefore shall they receive a kingdom of glory, and a crown of beauty at the hand of the Lord. For with his right hand he will cover them, and with his holy arm he will defend them. And his zeal will take armor, and he will arm the creature for the revenge of his enemies. He will put on justice as a breastplate, and will take true judgment instead of a helmet. He will take equity for an invincible shield, and he will sharpen his severe wrath for a spear, and the whole world shall fight with him against the unwise. Then shafts of lightning shall go directly from the clouds as from a bow well bent. They shall be shot out and shall fly to the mark. And thick hail shall be cast upon them from the stone casting wrath. The water of the sea shall rage against them and the rivers shall run together in a terrible manner. A mighty wind shall stand up against them and as a whirlwind shall divide them and their iniquity shall bring all the earth to a desert and wickedness shall overthrow the thrones of the mighty. Chapter 6 An address to princes to seek after wisdom. She is easily found by those that seek her. Wisdom is better than strength, and a wise man is better than a strong man. Hear therefore, ye kings, and understand. Learn, ye that are judges of the ends of the earth. Give ear, you that rule the people, and that please yourselves in multitudes of nations. For power is given you by the Lord, and strength by the Most High, who will examine your works and search out your thoughts. Because being ministers of his kingdom, you have not judged rightly, nor kept the law of justice, nor walked according to the will of God. Horribly and speedily will he appear to you, for a most severe judgment shall be for them that bear rule. For to him that is little, mercy is granted, but the mighty shall be mightily tormented. For God will not except any man's person. Neither will he stand in awe of any man's greatness, for he made the little and the great, and he hath equally care of all. But a greater punishment is ready for the more mighty. To you, therefore, O kings, are these my words, that you may learn wisdom and not fall from it. For they that have kept just things justly shall be justified, 
and they that have learned these things shall find what to answer. Covet ye therefore my words, and love them, and you shall have instruction. Wisdom is glorious, and never fadeth away, and is easily seen by them that love her, and is found by them that seek her. She preventeth them that covet her, so that she first showeth herself unto them. He that awaketh early to seek her shall not labor, for he shall find her sitting at his door. To think therefore upon her is perfect understanding, and he that watcheth for her shall quickly be secure. For she goeth about seeking such as are worthy of her, and she showeth herself to them cheerfully in the ways, and meeteth them with all providence. For the beginning of her is the most true desire of discipline, and the care of discipline is love, and love is the keeping of her laws, and the keeping of her laws is the firm foundation of incorruption, and incorruption bringeth near to God. Therefore the desire of wisdom bringeth to the everlasting kingdom. If then your delight be in thrones and scepters, O ye kings of the people, love wisdom, that you may reign forever. Love the light of wisdom, all ye that bear rule over peoples. Now what wisdom is, and what was her origin, I will declare. And I will not hide from you the mysteries of God, but will seek her out from the beginning of her birth, and bring the knowledge of her to light, and will not pass over the truth. Neither will I go with consuming envy, for such a man shall not be partaker of wisdom. Now the multitude of the wise is the welfare of the whole world, and a wise king is the upholding of the people. Receive therefore instruction by my words, and it shall be profitable to you. End of side one. Chapter 7. The Excellence of Wisdom, How She Is to Be Found. I myself also am a mortal man, like all others, and of the race of him that was first made of the earth. And in the womb of my mother I was fashioned to be flesh. In the time of ten months I was compacted in blood of the seed of man, and the pleasure of sleep concurring. And being born I drew in the common air, and fell upon the earth, that is made alike. And the first voice which I uttered was crying, as all others do. I was nursed in swaddling clothes, and with great cares, for none of the kings had any other beginning of birth. For all men have one entrance into life, and the like going out. Wherefore I wished, and understanding was given me. And I called upon God, and the spirit of wisdom came upon me. And I preferred her before kingdoms and thrones, and esteemed riches nothing in comparison of her. Neither did I compare unto her any precious stone. For all gold in comparison of her is as a little sand, and silver in respect to her shall be counted as clay. I loved her above health and beauty, and chose to have her instead of light, for her light cannot be put out. Now all good things came to me together with her, and innumerable riches through her hands, and I rejoiced in all these, for this wisdom went before me, and I knew not that she was the mother of them all, which I have learned without guile, and communicate without envy, and her riches I hide not. For she is an infinite treasure to men, which they that use become the friends of God, being commended for the gift of discipline. And God hath given to me to speak as I would, and to conceive thoughts worthy of those things that are given me, because he is the guide of wisdom, and the director of the wise. For in his hand are both we, and our words, and all wisdom, and the knowledge and skill of works. For he hath given me the true knowledge of the things that are, to know the disposition of the whole world, and the virtues of the elements, the beginning and ending in midst of the times, the alteration of their courses, 
and the changes of seasons, the revolutions of the year, and the dispositions of the stars, the natures of living creatures, and rage of wild beasts, the force of winds, and reasonings of men, the diversities of plants, and the virtues of roots, and all such things, as are hid and not foreseen, I have learned, for wisdom, which is the worker of all things, taught me. For in her is the spirit of understanding, holy, one, manifold, subtle, eloquent, active, undefiled, sure, sweet, loving that which is good, quick, which nothing hindereth, beneficent, gentle, kind, steadfast, assured, secure, having all power, overseeing all things, and containing all spirits, intelligible, pure, subtle. For wisdom is more active than all active things, and reacheth everywhere by reason of her purity. For she is a vapor of the power of God, and a certain pure emanation of the glory of the Almighty God, and therefore no defile thing cometh into her. For she is the brightness of eternal light, and the unspotted mirror of God's majesty, and the image of his goodness. And being but one, she can do all things, and remaining in herself the same, she reneweth all things, and through nations conveyeth herself into holy souls, she maketh the friends of God and prophets. For God loveth none but him that dwelleth with wisdom. For she is more beautiful than the sun, and above all the order of the stars. Being compared with the light, she is found before it. For after this cometh night, but no evil can overcome wisdom. Chapter 8. Further Praises of Wisdom and Her Fruits. She reacheth therefore from end to end mightily, and ordereth all things sweetly. Her have I loved, and have sought her out from my youth, and have desired to take her for my spouse. And I became a lover of her beauty. She glorifieth her nobility by being conversant with God. Yea, and the Lord of all things hath loved her. For it is she that teacheth the knowledge of God, and is the chooser of his works. And if riches be desired in life, what is richer than wisdom, which maketh all things? And if sense do work, who is a more artful worker than she of those things that are? And if a man love justice, her labors have great virtues, for she teacheth temperance and prudence and justice and fortitude, which are such things as men can have nothing more profitable in life. And if a man desire much knowledge, she knoweth things past, and judgeth of things to come. She knoweth the subtleties of speeches, and the solutions of arguments. She knoweth signs and wonders before they be done, and the events of times and ages. I propose, therefore, to take her to me to live with me, knowing that she will communicate to me of her good things, and will be a comfort in my cares and grief. For her sake I shall have glory among the multitude, and honor with the ancients, though I be young. And I shall be found of a quick conceit in judgment, and shall be admired in the sight of the mighty, and the faces of princes shall wonder at me. They shall wait for me when I hold my peace, and they shall look upon me when I speak. And if I talk much, they shall lay their hands on their mouths. Moreover, by the means of her, I shall have immortality, and shall leave behind me an everlasting memory to them that come after me. I shall set the people in order, and nations shall be subject to me. Terrible kings hearing shall be afraid of me. Among the multitude I shall be found good and valiant in war. When I go into my house, I shall repose myself with her. For her conversation hath no bitterness, nor her company any tediousness, but joy and gladness. 
thinking these things with myself and pondering them in my heart, that to be allied to wisdom is immortality, and that there is great delight in her friendship and inexhaustible riches in the works of her hands, and in the exercise of conference with her, wisdom and glory in the communication of her words, I went about seeking that I might take her to myself. And I was a witty child, and had received a good soul. And whereas I was more good, I came to a body undefiled. And as I knew that I could not otherwise be continent, except God gave it, and this also was a point of wisdom, to know whose gift it was, I went to the Lord and besought him, and said with my whole heart, Chapter 9, Solomon's Prayer for Wisdom God of my fathers, and Lord of mercy, who hast made all things with thy word, and by thy wisdom hast appointed man, that he should have dominion over the creature that was made by thee, that he should order the world according to equity and justice, and execute justice with an upright heart. Give me wisdom that sitteth by thy throne, and cast me not off from among thy children. For I am thy servant, and the son of thy handmaid, a weak man, and of short time, and failing short of the understanding of judgment and laws. For if one be perfect among the children of men, yet if thy wisdom be not with him, he shall be nothing regarded. Thou hast chosen me to be king of thy people, and a judge of thy sons and daughters, and hast commanded me to build a temple on thy holy mount, and an altar in the city of thy dwelling place, a resemblance of thy holy tabernacle, which thou hast prepared from the beginning and thy wisdom with thee, which knoweth thy works, which then also was present when thou madest the world, and knew what was agreeable to thy eyes, and what was right in thy commandments. Send her out of thy holy heaven, and from the throne of thy majesty, that she may be with me, and may labor with me, that I may know what is acceptable with thee. For she knoweth and understandeth all things, and shall lead me soberly in my works, and shall preserve me by her power. So shall my works be acceptable, and I shall govern thy people justly, and shall be worthy of the throne of my Father. Or who among men is he that can know the counsel of God? Or who can think what the will of God is? For the thoughts of mortal men are fearful, and our counsels uncertain. For the corruptible body is a load upon the soul, and the earthly habitation presseth down the mind that museth upon many things. And hardly do we guess aright at things that are upon earth, and with labor do we find the things that are before us. But the things that are in heaven, who shall search out? And who shall know thy thought, except thou give wisdom and send thy Holy Spirit from above? And so the ways of them that are upon earth may be corrected, and men may learn the things that please thee. For by wisdom they were healed, whosoever have pleased thee, O Lord, from the beginning. Chapter 10. What wisdom did for Adam, Noah, Abraham, Lot, Jacob, Joseph, and the people of Israel. She preserved him that was first formed by God the Father of the world when he was created alone, and she brought him out of his sin and gave him power to govern all things. But when the unjust went away from her in his anger, he perished by the fury wherewith he murdered his brother. For whose cause, when water destroyed the earth, Wisdom healed it again, directing the course of the just by contemptible wood. Moreover, when the nations had conspired together to consent to wickedness, she knew the just, and preserved him without blame to God, and kept him strong against the compassion for his son. She delivered the just man who fled from the wicked that were perishing, and the fire came down upon Pentapolis, whose land for a testimony of their wickedness is desolate, 
and smoketh to this day, and the trees bear fruits that ripen not, and a standing pillar of salt is a monument of an incredulous soul. For regarding not wisdom, they did not only slip in this, that they were ignorant of good things, but they left also unto men a memorial of their folly, so that in the things in which they sinned, they could not so much as lie hid. But wisdom hath delivered from sorrow them that attend upon her. She conducted the just when he fled from his brother's wrath through the right ways, and showed him the kingdom of God, and gave him the knowledge of the holy things, made him honorable in his labors, and accomplished his labors. In the deceit of them that overreached him, she stood by him and made him honorable. She kept him safe from his enemies, and she defended him from seducers, and gave him a strong conflict that he might overcome and know that wisdom is mightier than all. She forsook not the just when he was sold, but delivered him from sinners. She went down with him into the pit, and in bands she left him not, till she brought him the scepter of the kingdom, and power against those that oppressed him, and showed them to be liars that had accused him, and gave him everlasting glory. She delivered the just people and blameless seed from the nations that oppressed them. She entered into the soul of the servant of God, and stood against dreadful kings in wonders and signs. And she rendered to the just the wages of their labors, and conducted them in a wonderful way. And she was to them for a covert by day, and for the light of stars by night. And she brought them through the Red Sea, and carried them over through a great water. But their enemies she drowned in the sea, and from the depth of hell she brought them out. Therefore the just took the spoils of the wicked, and they sung to thy holy name, O Lord. And they praised with one accord thy victorious hand. For wisdom opened the mouth of the dumb, and made the tongues of infants eloquent. Chapter 11 Other Benefits of Wisdom to the People of God She prospered their works in the hands of the Holy Prophet. They went through wildernesses that were not inhabited, and in the desert places they pitched their tents. They stood against their enemies and revenged themselves of their adversaries. They were thirsty, and they called upon thee, and water was given them out of the high rock, and a refreshment of their thirst out of the hard stone. For by what things their enemies were punished when their drink failed them, while the children of Israel abounded therewith and rejoiced? By the same things they in their need were benefited. For instead of a fountain of an ever-running river, thou gavest human blood to the unjust. And whilst they were diminished for a manifest reproof of their murdering the infants, Thou gavest to thine abundant water unlooked for, showing by the thirst that was then how thou didst exalt thine and didst kill their adversaries. For when they were tried and chastised with mercy, they knew how the wicked were judged with wrath and tormented. For thou didst admonish and try them as a father, but the others as a severe king thou didst examine and condemn. For whether absent or present, they were tormented alike, for a double affliction came upon them, and a groaning for the remembrance of things past. For when they heard, and by their punishments the others were benefited, they remembered the Lord, wondering at the end of what was come to pass. For whom they scorned before, when he was thrown out at the time of his being wickedly exposed to perish, him they admired in the end, when they saw the event, their thirsting being unlike to that of the just. But for the foolish devices of their iniquity, because some being deceived worshipped dumb serpents and worthless beasts, thou didst send upon them a multitude of dumb beasts for vengeance. That they might know that by what things a man sinneth, by the same also he is tormented. 
For thy almighty hand, which made the world of matter without form, was not unable to send upon them a multitude of bears or fierce lions, or unknown beasts of a new kind, full of rage, either breathing out a fiery vapor, or sending forth a stinking smoke, or shooting horrible sparks out of their eyes, whereof not only the hurt might be able to destroy them, but also the very sight might kill them through fear. Yea, and without these they might have been slain with one blast, persecuted by their own deeds, and scattered by the breath of thy power. But thou hast ordered all things in measure, and number, and weight, for great power always belong to thee alone. And who shall resist the strength of thy arm? For the whole world before thee is as the last grain of the balance, and as a drop of the morning dew that falleth down upon the earth. But thou hast mercy upon all, because thou canst do all things, and overlookest the sins of men for the sake of repentance. For thou lovest all things that are, and hatest none of the things which thou hast made. For thou didst not appoint or make anything, hating it. And how could anything endure, if thou wouldst not, or be preserved, if not called by thee? But thou sparest all, because they are thine, O Lord, who lovest souls. Chapter 12 God's Wisdom and Mercy in His Proceedings with the Canaanites O how good and sweet is thy spirit, O Lord, in all things! And therefore thou chastisest them that err by little and little, and admonishest them, and speakest to them, concerning the things wherein they offend, that leaving their wickedness they may believe in thee, O Lord. For those ancient inhabitants of thy holy land whom thou didst abhor, because they did works hateful to thee by their sorceries and wicked sacrifices, and those merciless murderers of their own children, and eaters of men's bowels, and devourers of blood from the midst of thy consecration, and those parents sacrificing with their own hands helpless souls, it was thy will to destroy by the hands of our parents, that the land which of all is most dear to thee might receive a worthy colony of the children of God. Yet even those thou sparedst as men, and didst send wasps, forerunners of thy host, to destroy them by little and little. Not that thou wast unable to bring the wicked under the just by war, or by cruel beasts, or with one rough word to destroy them at once, but executing thy judgments by degrees, thou gavest them place of repentance, not being ignorant that they were a wicked generation, and their malice natural, and that their thought could never be changed. For it was a cursed seed from the beginning. Neither didst thou for fear of any one give pardon to their sins. For who shall say to thee, What hast thou done? Or who shall withstand thy judgment? Or who shall come before thee to be a revenger of wicked men? Or who shall accuse thee if the nations perish, which thou hast made? For there is no other God but thou, who hast care of all that thou shouldst show that thou dost not give judgment unjustly. Neither shall king nor tyrant in thy sight inquire about them whom thou hast destroyed. For so much then as thou art just, thou orderest all things justly, thinking it not agreeable to thy power to condemn him who deserveth not to be punished. For thy power is the beginning of justice, and because thou art Lord of all, thou makest thyself gracious to all. For thou showest thy power when men will not believe thee to be absolute in power, and thou convincest the boldness of them that know thee not. But thou, being master of power, judgest with tranquility, 
and with great favor disposest of us, for thy power is at hand when thou wilt. But thou hast taught thy people by such works, that they must be just and humane, and hast made thy children to be of a good hope, because in judging thou givest place for repentance for sins. For if thou didst punish the enemies of thy servants, and that deserve to die with so great deliberation, giving them time and place whereby they might be changed from the wickedness, with what circumspection hast thou judged thy own children, to whose parents thou hast sworn and made covenants of good promises? Therefore, whereas thou chastisest us, thou scourgest our enemies very many ways, to the end that when we judge, we may think on thy goodness, and when we are judged, we may hope for thy mercy. Wherefore thou hast also greatly tormented them who in their life have lived foolishly and unjustly by the same things which they worship. For they went astray for a long time in the ways of error, holding those things for gods which are the most worthless among beasts, living after the manner of children without understanding. Therefore thou hast sent a judgment upon them as senseless children to mock them. But they that were not amended by mockeries and reprehensions experienced the worthy judgment of God. For seeing with indignation that they suffered by those very things which they took for gods, when they were destroyed by the same, they acknowledged him the true God, whom in time past they denied that they knew. For which cause the end also of their condemnation came upon them. Chapter 13. Idolaters are inexcusable, and those most of all that worship for gods the works of the hands of men. But all men are vain, in whom there is not the knowledge of God, and who by these good things that are seen could not understand him that is, neither by attending to the works have acknowledged who was the workman, but have imagined either the fire, or the wind, or the swift air, or the circle of the stars, or the great water, or the sun and moon, to be the gods that rule the world, with whose beauty, if they, being delighted, took them to be gods. Let them know how much the Lord of them is more beautiful than they, for the first author of beauty made all those things. Or if they admire their power and their effects, let them understand by them that he that made them is mightier than they. For by the greatness of the beauty and of the creature, the creator of them may be seen so as to be known thereby. But yet as to these, they are less to be blamed. For they perhaps err, seeking God, and desirous to find him. For being conversant among his works, they search, and they are persuaded that the things are good which are seen. But then again they are not to be pardoned. For if they were able to know so much as to make a judgment of the world, how did they not more easily find out the Lord thereof? But unhappy are they, and their hope is among the dead, who have called gods the works of the hands of men, gold and silver, the inventions of art, and the resemblances of beasts, or an unprofitable stone, the work of an ancient hand. Or if an artist, a carpenter, had cut down a tree proper for his use in the wood, and skillfully taken off all the barks thereof, and with his art diligently formeth a vessel profitable for the common uses of life, and useth the chips of his work to dress his meat, and taking what was left thereof, which is good for nothing, being a crooked piece of wood, and full of knots, carveth it diligently, when he hath nothing else to do, and by the skill of his art fashioneth it, and maketh it like the image of a man, or the resemblance of some beast, laying it over with vermilion, and painting it red, and covering every spot that is in it, and maketh a convenient dwelling place for it, 
and setting it in a wall and fastening it with iron, providing for it lest it should fall, knowing that it is unable to help itself, for it is an image and hath need of help, and then maketh prayer to it, inquiring concerning his substance and his children or his marriage. And he is not ashamed to speak to that which hath no life. And for health he maketh supplication to the weak, and for life prayeth to that which is dead, and for health calleth upon that which is unprofitable. And for a good journey he petitioneth him that cannot walk, and for getting, and for working, and for the event of all things he asketh him that is unable to do anything. Chapter 14 the beginning of worshipping idols, and the effects thereof. Again another designing to sail, and beginning to make his voyage through the raging waves, calleth upon a piece of wood more frail than the wood that carrieth him. For this the desire of gain devised, and the workman builded by his skill. But thy providence, O Father, governeth it. For thou hast made a way even in the sea, and a most sure path among the waves, showing that thou art able to save out of all things, yea, though a man went to sea without art but that the works of thy wisdom might not be idle. Therefore men also trust their lives even to a little wood, passing over the sea by ship, are saved. And from the beginning, also when the proud giants perished, the hope of the world fleeing to a vessel which was governed by thy hand left to the world seed of generation. For blessed is the wood by which justice cometh. But the idol that is made by hands is cursed, as well it as he that made it. He, because he made it, and it, because being frail, it is called a god. But to God the wicked and his wickedness are hateful alike. For that which is made together with him that made it shall suffer torments. Therefore there shall be no respect had even to the idols of the Gentiles, because the creatures of God are turned to an abomination, and a temptation to the souls of men, and a snare to the feet of the unwise. For the beginning of fornication is the devising of idols, and the invention of them is the corruption of life. For neither were they from the beginning, neither shall they be forever. For by the vanity of men they came into the world, and therefore they shall be found to come shortly to an end. For a father being afflicted with bitter grief made to himself the image of his son who was quickly taken away. And him who then had died as a man, he began now to worship as a god and appointed him rites and sacrifices among his servants. Then, in process of time, wicked custom prevailing, this error was kept as a law, and statues were worshipped by the commandment of tyrants. And those whom men could not honor in presence, because they dwelt far off, they brought their resemblance from afar, and made an express image of the king whom they had a mind to honor, that by this their diligence they might honor as present him that was absent. And to the worshipping of these, the singular diligence also of the artificer helped to set forward the ignorant. For he being willing to please him that employed him, labored with all his art to make the resemblance in the best manner. And the multitude of men carried away by the beauty of the work took him now for a god that a little before was but honored as a man. All this was the occasion of deceiving human life. For men serving either their affection or their kings gave the incommunicable name to stones and wood. And it was not enough for them to err about the knowledge of God, but whereas they lived in a great war of ignorance, they called so many and so great evils peace. For either they sacrificed their own children, 
or use hidden sacrifices, or keep watches full of madness, so that now they neither keep life nor marriage undefiled, but one killeth another through envy, or grieveth him by adultery. And all things are mingled together, blood, murder, theft and dissimulation, corruption and unfaithfulness, tumults and perjury, disquieting of the good, forgetfulness of God, defiling of souls, changing of nature, disorder in marriage, and the irregularity of adultery and uncleanness. For the worship of abominable idols is the cause and the beginning and end of all evil. For either they are mad when they are merry, or they prophesy lies, or they live unjustly, or easily forswear themselves. For whilst they trust in idols, which are without life, though they swear amiss, they look not to be hurt. But for two things they shall be justly punished, because they have thought not well of God, giving heed to idols, and have sworn unjustly in guile despising justice. For it is not the power of them by whom they swear, but the just vengeance of sinners always punisheth the transgression of the unjust. Chapter 15 The servants of God praise him who hath delivered them from idolatry, condemning both the makers and the worshippers of idols. But thou, our God, art gracious and true, patient and ordering all things in mercy. For if we sin, we are thine, knowing thy greatness. And if we sin not, we know that we are counted with thee. For to know thee is perfect justice, and to know thy justice and thy power is the root of immortality. For the invention of mischievous men hath not deceived us, nor the shadow of a picture of fruitless labor, a graven figure with diverse colors, the sight whereof enticeth the fool to lust after it, and he loveth the lifeless figure of a dead image. The lovers of evil things deserve to have no better things to trust in, both they that make them, and they that love them, and they that worship them. The potter also, tempering soft earth with labor, fashioneth every vessel for our service, and of the same clay he maketh both vessels that are for clean uses, and likewise such as serve to the contrary. But what is the use of these vessels? The potter is the judge. And of the same clay, by a vain labor, he maketh a god. He who a little before was made of earth himself, and a little after returneth to the same out of which he was taken, and his life which was lent him shall be called for again. But his care is not that he shall labor, nor that his life is short, but he striveth with the goldsmiths and silversmiths, and he endeavoreth to do like the workers in brass, and counteth it a glory to make vain things. For his heart is ashes, and his hope vain earth, and his life more base than clay. For as much as he knew not his Maker, and him that inspireth into him the soul that worketh, and that breathed into him a living spirit. Yea, and they have counted our life a pastime, and the business of life to be gain, and that we must be getting every way, even out of evil. For that man knoweth that he offendeth above all others, who of earthly matter maketh brittle vessels and graven gods. But all the enemies of thy people that hold them in subjection are foolish and unhappy and proud beyond measure. For they have esteemed all the idols of the heathens for gods, which neither have the use of eyes to see, nor noses to draw breath, nor ears to hear, nor fingers of hands to handle. And as for their feet, they are slow to walk. For man made them, and he that borroweth his own breath fashioned them. For no man can make a god like to himself. For being mortal himself, 
he formeth a dead thing with his wicked hands. For he is better than they whom he worshipeth, because he indeed hath lived, though he were mortal, but they never. Moreover, they worship also the vilest creatures. The things without sense compared to these are worse than they. Yea, neither by sight can any man see good of these beasts. But they have fled from the praise of God and from his blessing. Chapter 16 God's different dealings with the Egyptians and with his own people. For these things, and by the like things to these, they were worthily punished, and were destroyed by a multitude of beasts. Instead of which punishment, dealing well with thy people, thou gavest them desire of delicious food, of a new taste, preparing for them quails for their meat, to the end that they indeed, desiring food by means of those things that were shown and sent among them, might loathe even that which was necessary to satisfy their desire. But these, after suffering want for a short time, tasted a new meat. For it was requisite that inevitable destruction should come upon them that exercised tyranny. But to these it should only be shown how their enemies were destroyed. For when the fierce rage of beasts came upon these, they were destroyed with the bitings of crooked serpents. But thy wrath endured not forever, but they were troubled for a short time for their correction, having a sign of salvation to put them in remembrance of the commandment of thy law. For he that turned to it was not healed by that which he saw, but by thee, the Savior of all. And in this thou didst show to our enemies that thou art he who deliverest from all evil. For the bitings of locusts and of flies killed them, and there was found no remedy for their life, because they were worthy to be destroyed by such things. But not even the teeth of venomous serpents overcame thy children, for thy mercy came and healed them. For they were examined for the remembrance of thy words, and were quickly healed, lest falling into deep forgetfulness they might not be able to use thy help. For it was neither herb nor mollifying plaster that healed them, but thy word, O Lord, which healeth all things. For it is thou, O Lord, that hast power of life and death, and leadest down to the gates of death, and bringest back again. A man indeed killeth through malice, and when the spirit is gone forth it shall not return, neither shall it call back the soul that is received. But it is impossible to escape thy hand, for the wicked that denied to know thee were scourged by the strength of thy arm, being persecuted by strange waters and hail and rain, and consumed by fire, and which was wonderful in water which extinguisheth all things, the fire had more force, for the world fighteth for the just. For at one time the fire was mitigated, that the beasts which were sent against the wicked might not be burned, but that they might see and perceive that they were persecuted by the judgment of God. And at another time the fire above its own power burned in the midst of water, to destroy the fruits of a wicked land, instead of which things thou didst feed thy people with the food of angels, and gavest them bread from heaven, prepared without labor, having in it all that is delicious, and the sweetness of every taste. For thy sustenance showed thy sweetness to thy children, and serving every man's will it was turned to what every man liked. But snow and ice endured the force of fire, and melted not, that they might know that fire burning in the hail and flashing in the rain destroyed the fruits of the enemies. But this same again, that the just might be nourished, did even forget its own strength. For the creature serving thee, the Creator, is made fierce against the unjust for their punishment, 
and abateth its strength for the benefit of them that trust in thee. Therefore, even then, it was transformed into all things, and was obedient to thy grace that nourisheth all, according to the will of them that desired it of thee. That thy children, O Lord, whom thou lovest, might know that it is not the growing of fruits that nourisheth men, but thy word preserveth them that believe in thee. For that which could not be destroyed by fire, being warmed with a little sunbeam, presently melted away, that it might be known to all that we ought to prevent the sun to bless thee and adore thee at the dawning of the light. For the hope of the unthankful shall melt away as the winter's ice and shall run off as an unprofitable water. Chapter 17 The Egyptian Darkness For thy judgments, O Lord, are great, and thy words cannot be expressed. Therefore undisciplined souls have erred. For while the wicked thought to be able to have dominion over the holy nation, they themselves, being fettered with the bonds of darkness and a long night, shut up in their houses, lay there exiled from the eternal providence. And while they thought to lie hid in their obscure sins, they were scattered under a dark veil of forgetfulness, being horribly afraid and troubled with exceeding great astonishment. For neither did the den that held them keep them from fear, for noises coming down troubled them, and sad visions appearing to them affrighted them. And no power of fire could give them light, neither could the bright flames of the stars enlighten that horrible night. But there appeared to them a sudden fire, very dreadful, and being struck with the fear of that face which was not seen, they thought the things which they saw to be worse. And the delusions of their magic art were put down, and their boasting of wisdom was reproachfully rebuked. For they who promised to drive away fears and troubles from a sick soul were sick themselves of a fear worthy to be laughed at. For though no terrible thing disturbed them, yet being scared with the passing by of beasts and hissing of serpents, they died for fear, in denying that they saw the air which could by no means be avoided. For whereas wickedness is fearful, it beareth witness of its condemnation, for a troubled conscience always forecasteth grievous things. For fear is nothing else but a yielding up of the succors from thought. And while there is less expectation from within, the greater doth it count the ignorance of that cause which bringeth the torment. But they that during that night in which nothing could be done, and which came upon them from the lowest and deepest hell, slept the same sleep, were sometimes molested with the fear of monsters, sometimes fainted away, their soul failing them, for a sudden and unlooked-for fear was come upon them. Moreover, if any of them had fallen down, he was kept shut up in prison without irons. For if anyone, or a husbandman, or a shepherd, or a laborer in the field, and was suddenly overtaken, he endured a necessity from which he could not fly. For they were all bound together with one chain of darkness, whether it were a whistling wind, or the melodious voice of birds among the spreading branches of trees, or a fall of water running down with violence, or the mighty noise of stones tumbling down, or the running that could not be seen of beasts playing together, or the roaring voice of wild beasts, or a rebounding echo from the highest mountains. These things made them to swoon for fear. For the whole world was enlightened with a clear light, and none were hindered in their labors. But over them only was spread a heavy night, an image of that darkness which was to come upon them. But they were to themselves more grievous than the darkness.
Chapter 18. The slaughter of the firstborn in Egypt, the efficacy of Aaron's intercession in the sedition on occasion of Kore. But thy saints had a very great light, and they heard their voice indeed, but did not see their shape. And because they also did not suffer the same things, they glorified thee. And they that before had been wronged gave thanks, because they were not hurt now, and asked this gift, that there might be a difference. Therefore they received a burning pillar of fire for a guide of the way which they knew not, and thou gavest them a harmless son of a good entertainment. The others indeed were worthy to be deprived of light, and imprisoned in darkness, who kept thy children shut up, by whom the pure light of the law was to be given to the world. And whereas they thought to kill the babes of the just, one child being cast forth, and saved to reprove them, thou tookest away a multitude of their children, and destroyest them all together in a mighty water. For that night was known before by our fathers, that assuredly, knowing what oaths they had trusted to, they might be of better courage. So thy people received the salvation of the just, and destruction of the unjust. For as thou didst punish the adversaries, so thou didst also encourage and glorify us. For the just children of good men were offering sacrifice secretly, and they unanimously ordered a law of justice, that the just should receive both good and evil alike, singing now the praises of the fathers. But on the other side there sounded an ill-according cry of the enemies, and a lamentable mourning was heard for the children that were bewailed. And the servants suffered the same punishment as the master, and a common man suffered in like manner as the king. So all alike had innumerable dead with one kind of death. Neither were the living sufficient to bury them, for in one moment the noblest offspring of them was destroyed. Whereas they would not believe anything before by reason of the enchantments, then first upon the destruction of the firstborn, they acknowledged the people to be of God. For while all things were in quiet silence, and the night was in the midst of her course, thy almighty word leapt down from heaven, from thy royal throne as a fierce conqueror into the midst of the land of destruction, with a sharp sword carrying thy unfeigned commandment. And he stood and filled all things with death, and standing on the earth reached even to heaven. Then suddenly visions of evil dreams troubled them, and fears looked for came upon them. And one throne here, another there, half dead, showed the cause of his death. For the visions that troubled them foreshowed these things, lest they should perish and not know why they suffered these evils. But the just also were afterwards touched by an assault of death. And there was a disturbance of the multitude in the wilderness, but thy wrath did not long continue. For a blameless man made haste to pray for the people, bringing forth the shield of his ministry, prayer, and by incense, making supplication, withstood the wrath, and put an end to the calamity, showing that he was thy servant. And he overcame the disturbance, not by strength of body, nor with force of arms, but with a word he subdued him that punished them, alleging the oaths and covenant made with the fathers. For when they were now fallen down dead by heaps one upon another, he stood between and stayed the assault, and cut off the way to the living. For in the priestly robe which he wore was the whole world, and in the four rows of the stones the glory of the fathers was graven, and thy majesty was written upon the diadem of his head. And to these the destroyer gave place, and was afraid of them, for the proof only of wrath 
was enough. End of Psi 2 The Book of Wisdom, Chapter 19 Why God showed no mercy to the Egyptians, his favor to the Israelites. All creatures obey God's orders for the service of the good and the punishment of the wicked. But as to the wicked, even to the end there came upon them wrath without mercy, for he knew before also what they would do. For when they had given them leave to depart, and had sent them away with great care, they repented and pursued after them. For whilst they were yet mourning, and lamenting at the graves of the dead, they took up another foolish device, and pursued them as fugitives whom they had pressed to be gone. For a necessity of which they were worthy brought them to this end, and they lost the remembrance of those things which had happened, that their punishment might fill up what was wanting to their torments and that thy people might wonderfully pass through, but they might find a new death. For every creature according to its kind was fashioned again as from the beginning, obeying thy commandments, that thy children might be kept without hurt. For a cloud overshadowed their camp, and where water was before, dry land appeared, and in the Red Sea a way without hindrance, and out of the great depth a springing field, through which all the nation passed which was protected with thy hand, seeing thy miracles and wonders. For they fed on their food like horses, and they skipped like lambs, praising thee, O Lord, who hadst delivered them. For they were yet mindful of those things which had been done in the time of their sojourning, how the ground brought forth flies instead of cattle, and how the river cast up a multitude of frogs instead of fishes. And at length they saw a new generation of birds, when being led by their appetite, they asked for delicate meats. For to satisfy their desire, the quail came up to them from the sea, and punishments came upon the sinners, not without foregoing signs by the force of thunders, for they suffered justly according to their own wickedness. For they exercised a more detestable inhospitality than any. Others indeed received not strangers unknown to them, but these brought their guests into bondage that had deserved well of them. And not only so, but in another respect also, they were worse. For the others against their will received the strangers. But these grievously afflicted them whom they had received with joy, and who lived under the same laws. For they were struck with blindness, as those others were at the doors of the just man, when they were covered with sudden darkness, and every one sought the passage of his own door. For while the elements are changed in themselves as in an instrument, the sound of the quality is changed, yet all keep their sound, which may clearly be perceived by the very sight. For the things of the land were turned into things of the water, and the things before swam in the water passed upon the land. The fire had power and water above its own virtue, and the water forgot its quenching nature. On the other side, the flames wasted not the flesh of corruptible animals walking therein, neither did they melt that good food which was apt to melt as ice. For in all things thou didst magnify thy people, O Lord, and didst honor them, and didst not despise them, but didst assist them at all times and in every place. Thus concludes the Book of Wisdom. Ecclesiasticus The Prologue 
the knowledge of many and great things hath been shown us by the law and the prophets and others that have followed them, for which things Israel is to be commended for doctrine and wisdom, because not only they that speak must needs be skillful, but strangers also, both speaking and writing, may by their means become most learned. My grandfather Jesus, after he had much given himself to a diligent reading of the law and the prophets and other books that were delivered to us from our fathers, had a mind also to write something himself pertaining to doctrine and wisdom, that such as are desirous to learn and are made knowing in these things may be more and more attentive in mind and be strengthened to live according to the law. I entreat you therefore to come with benevolence and to read with attention and to pardon us for those things wherein we may seem, while we follow the image of wisdom, to come short in the composition of words. For the Hebrew words have not the same force in them when translated into another tongue. And not only these, but the law also itself, and the prophets, and the rest of the books, have no small difference when they are spoken in their own language. For in the eight and thirtieth year, coming into Egypt, when Ptolemy Evergetes was king, and continuing there a long time, I found there books left of no small nor contemptible learning. Therefore I thought it good and necessary for me to bestow some diligence and labor to interpret this book, and with much watching and study in some space of time, I brought the book to an end and set it forth for the service of them that are willing to apply their mind and to learn how they ought to conduct themselves, who propose to lead their life according to the law of the Lord. Chapter 1. All wisdom is from God, and is given to them that fear and love God. All wisdom is from the Lord God, and hath been always with him, and is before all time. Who hath numbered the sand of the sea, and the drops of rain, and the days of the world? Who hath measured the height of heaven, and the breadth of the earth, and the depth of the abyss? Who hath searched out the wisdom of God that goeth before all things? Wisdom hath been created before all things, and the understanding of prudence from everlasting. The word of God on high is the fountain of wisdom, and her ways are everlasting commandments. To whom hath the root of wisdom been revealed, and who hath known her wise counsels? To whom hath the discipline of wisdom been revealed and made manifest? And who hath understood the multiplicity of her steps? There is one Most High, Creator Almighty, and a powerful King, and greatly to be feared, who sitteth upon his throne, and is the God of dominion. He created her in the Holy Ghost, and saw her, and numbered her, and measured her. And he poured her out upon all his works, and upon all flesh according to his gift, and hath given her to them that love him. The fear of the Lord is honor, and glory, and gladness, and a crown of joy. The fear of the Lord shall delight the heart, and shall give joy, and gladness, and length of days. With him that feareth the Lord it shall go well in the latter end, and in the day of his death he shall be blessed. The love of God is honorable wisdom, and they to whom she shall show herself love her by the sight and by the knowledge of her great works. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and was created with the faithful in the womb. It walketh with chosen women, and is known with the just and faithful. The fear of the Lord is the religiousness of knowledge. Religiousness shall keep and justify the heart. It shall give joy and gladness. It shall go well with him that feareth the Lord, and in the days of his end he shall be blessed. To fear God is the fullness of wisdom, and fullness is from the fruits thereof.
She shall fill all her house with her increase, and the storehouses with her treasures. The fear of the Lord is a crown of wisdom, filling up peace and the fruit of salvation. And it hath seen and numbered her, but both are the gifts of God. Wisdom shall distribute knowledge, and understanding of prudence, and exalteth the glory of them that hold her. The root of wisdom is to fear the Lord, and the branches thereof are long-lived. In the treasures of wisdom is understanding and religiousness of knowledge, but to sinners wisdom is an abomination. The fear of the Lord driveth out sin, for he that is without fear cannot be justified, for the wrath of his high spirits is his ruin. A patient man shall bear for a time, and afterwards joy shall be restored to him. A good understanding will hide his words for a time, and the lips of many shall declare his wisdom. In the treasures of wisdom is the signification of discipline, but the worship of God is an abomination to a sinner. Son, if thou desire wisdom, keep justice, and God will give her to thee. For the fear of the Lord is wisdom and discipline, and that which is agreeable to him is faith and meekness, and he will fill up his treasures. Be not incredulous to the fear of the Lord, and come not to him with a double heart. Be not a hypocrite in the sight of men, and let not thy lips be a stumbling block to thee. Watch over them, lest thou fall, and bring dishonor upon thy soul. And God discover thy secrets, and cast thee down in the midst of the congregation. Because thou camest to the Lord wickedly, and thy heart is full of guile and deceit. Chapter 2 God's servants must look for temptations, and must arm themselves with patience and confidence in God. Son, when thou comest to the service of God, stand in justice and in fear, and prepare thy soul for temptation. Humble thy heart and endure. Incline thy ear and receive the words of understanding, and make not haste in the time of clouds. Wait on God with patience. Join thyself to God and endure, that thy life may be increased in the latter end. Take all that shall be brought upon thee, and in thy sorrow endure, and in thy humiliation keep patience. For gold and silver are tried in the fire, but acceptable men in the furnace of humiliation. Believe God, and he will recover thee, and direct thy way, and trust in him. Keep his fear, and grow old therein. Ye that fear the Lord, wait for his mercy, and go not aside from him, lest ye fall. Ye that fear the Lord, believe him, and your reward shall not be made void. Ye that fear the Lord, hope in him, and mercy shall come to you for your delight. Ye that fear the Lord, love him, and your hearts shall be enlightened. My children, behold the generations of men, and know ye that no one hath hoped in the Lord, and hath been confounded. For who hath continued in his commandment, and hath been forsaken? Or who hath called upon him, and he despised him? For God is compassionate and merciful, and will forgive sins in the day of tribulation and he is a protector to all that seek him in truth. Woe to them that are of a double heart, and to wicked lips, and to the hands that do evil, and to the sinner that goeth on the earth two ways. Woe to them that are faint-hearted, who believe not God, and therefore they shall not be protected by him. Woe to them that have lost patience, and that have forsaken the right ways, and have gone aside into crooked ways. And what will they do when the Lord shall begin to examine. They that fear the Lord will not be incredulous to his word, and they that love him will keep his way. They that fear the Lord will seek after the things that are well-pleasing to him, and they that love him shall be filled with his law. 
they that fear the Lord will prepare their hearts, and in his sight will sanctify their souls. They that fear the Lord keep his commandments, and will have patience even until his visitation, saying, If we do not penance, we shall fall into the hands of the Lord, and not into the hands of men. For according to his greatness, so also is his mercy with him. Chapter 3. Lessons Concerning the Honor of Parents and Humility and Avoiding Curiosity. The sons of wisdom are the church of the just and their generation obedience and love. Children, hear the judgment of your father, and so do that you may be saved. For God hath made the father honorable to the children, and seeking the judgment of the mothers hath confirmed it upon the children. He that loveth God shall obtain pardon for his sins by prayer, and shall refrain himself from them, and shall be heard in the prayer of days. And he that honoreth his mother is as one that layeth up a treasure. He that honoreth his father shall have joy in his own children, and in the day of his prayer he shall be heard. He that honoreth his father shall enjoy a long life, and he that obeyeth the father shall be a comfort to his mother. He that feareth the Lord honoreth his parents, and will serve them as his masters that brought him into the world. Honor thy father in work and word and all patience, that a blessing may come upon thee from him, and his blessing may remain in the latter end. The father's blessing establisheth the houses of the children, but the mother's curse rooteth up the foundation. Glory not in the dishonor of thy father, for his shame is no glory to thee. For the glory of a man is from the honor of his father, and a father without honor is the disgrace of the son. Son, support the old age of thy father, and grieve him not in his life. And if his understanding fail, have patience with him, and despise him not, when thou art in thy strength. For the relieving of the father shall not be forgotten. For good shall be repaid to thee for the sin of thy mother. And in justice thou shalt be built up. And in the day of affliction thou shalt be remembered. And thy sins shall melt away as the ice in the fair warm weather. Of what an evil fame is he that forsaketh his father. And he is cursed of God that angereth his mother. My son, do thy works in meekness. And thou shalt be beloved above the glory of men. The greater thou art, the more humble thyself in all things, and thou shalt find grace before God. For great is the power of God alone, and he is honored by the humble. Seek not the things that are too high for thee, and search not into things above thy ability. But the things that God hath commanded thee, think on them always, and in many of his works be not curious. For it is not necessary for thee to see with thy eyes those things that are hid. In unnecessary matters be not over-curious, and in many of his works thou shalt not be inquisitive. For many things are shown to thee above the understanding of men, and the suspicion of them hath deceived many, and hath detained their minds in vanity. A hard heart shall fear evil at the last, and he that loveth danger shall perish in it. A heart that goeth two ways shall not have success, and the perverse of heart shall be scandalized therein. Wicked heart shall be laden with sorrows, and the sinner will add sin to sin. The congregation of the proud shall not be healed, for the plant of wickedness shall take root in them, and it shall not be perceived. The heart of the wise is understood in wisdom, and a good ear will hear wisdom with all desire. A wise heart, and which hath understanding, will abstain from sins, and in the works of justice shall have success. Water quencheth a flaming fire, 
and alms resisteth sins. And God provideth for him that showeth favor. He remembereth him afterwards, and in the time of his fall he shall find a sure stay. Chapter 4 An Exhortation to Works of Mercy and to the Love of Wisdom Son, defraud not the poor of alms, and turn not away thy eyes from the poor. Despise not the hungry soul, and provoke not the poor in his want. Afflict not the heart of the needy, and defer not to give to him that is in distress. Reject not the petition of the afflicted, and turn not away thy face from the needy. Turn not away thy eyes from the poor for fear of anger, and leave not to them that ask of thee to curse thee behind thy back. For the prayer of him that curseth thee in the bitterness of his soul shall be heard, for he that made him will hear him. Make thyself affable to the congregation of the poor, and humble thy soul to the ancient, and bow thy head to a great man. Bow down thy ear cheerfully to the poor, and pay what thou owest, and answer him peaceable words with mildness. Deliver him that suffereth wrong out of the hand of the proud, and be not faint-hearted in thy soul. In judging be merciful to the fatherless as a father, and as a husband to their mother. And thou shalt be as the obedient son of the Most High, and he will have mercy on thee more than a mother. Wisdom inspireth life into her children, and protecteth them that seek after her, and will go before them in the way of justice. And he that loveth her loveth life, and they that watch for her shall embrace her sweetness. They that hold her fast shall inherit life, and whithersoever she entereth, God will give a blessing. They that serve her shall be servants to the Holy One, and God loveth them that love her. He that hearkeneth to her shall judge nations, and he that looketh upon her shall remain secure. If he trust to her, he shall inherit her, and his generation shall be in assurance. For she walketh with him in temptation, and at the first she chooseth him. She will bring upon him fear and dread and trial, and she will scourge him with the affliction of her discipline, till she try him by her laws, and trust his soul. Then she will strengthen him, and make a straight way to him, and give him joy, and will disclose her secrets to him, and will heap upon him treasures of knowledge and understanding of justice. But if he go astray, she will forsake him, and deliver him into the hands of his enemy. Son, observe the time, and fly from evil. For thy soul is not ashamed to say the truth. For there is a shame that bringeth sin, and there is a shame that bringeth glory and grace. Accept no person against thy own person, nor against thy soul a lie. Reverence not thy neighbor in his fall, and refrain not to speak in the time of salvation. Hide not thy wisdom in her beauty, for by the tongue wisdom is discerned, and understanding, and knowledge, and learning by the word of the wise, and steadfastness in the works of justice. In no wise speak against the truth, but be ashamed of the lie of thy ignorance. Be not ashamed to confess thy sins, but submit not thyself to every man for sin. Resist not against the face of the mighty, and do not strive against the stream of the river. Strive for justice for thy soul, and even unto death fight for justice, and God will overthrow thy enemies for thee. Be not hasty in thy tongue, and slack and remiss in thy works. Be not as a lion in thy house, terrifying them of thy household, and oppressing them that are under thee. Let not thy hand be stretched out to receive, and shut when thou shouldst give. Chapter 5. We must not presume of our wealth or strength, nor of the mercy of God, 
to go on in sin, we must be steadfast in virtue and truth. Set not thy heart upon unjust possessions, and say not, I have enough to live on, for it shall be of no service in the time of vengeance and darkness. Follow not in thy strength the desires of thy heart, and say not, How mighty am I, and who shall bring me under for my deeds? For God will surely take revenge. Say not, I have sinned, and what harm hath befallen me? For the Most High is a patient rewarder. Be not without fear about sin forgiven, and add not sin upon sin. And say not, The mercy of the Lord is great. He will have mercy on the multitude of my sins. For mercy and wrath quickly come from him, and his wrath looketh upon sinners. Delay not to be converted to the Lord, and defer it not from day to day. For his wrath shall come on a sudden, and in the time of vengeance he will destroy thee. Be not anxious for goods unjustly gotten, for they shall not profit thee in the day of calamity and revenge. Winnow not with every wind, and go not into every way, for so is every sinner proved by a double tongue. Be steadfast in the way of the Lord, and in the truth of thy judgment, and in knowledge, and let the word of peace and justice keep with thee. Be meek to hear the word, that thou mayest understand, and return a true answer with wisdom. If thou have understanding, answer thy neighbor. But if not, let thy hand be upon thy mouth, lest thou be surprised in an unskillful word, and be confounded. Honor and glory is in the word of the wise, but the tongue of the fool is his ruin. Be not called a whisperer, and be not taken in thy tongue and confounded. For confusion and repentance is upon a thief, and an evil mark of disgrace upon the double-tongued, but to the whisperer hatred and enmity and reproach. Justify alike the small and the great. Chapter 6 Of True and False Friends and of the Fruits of Wisdom Instead of a friend, become not an enemy to thy neighbor, for an evil man shall inherit reproach and shame. So shall every sinner that is envious and double-tongued. Extol not thyself in the thoughts of thy soul like a bull, lest thy strength be quashed by folly, and it eat up thy leaves, and destroy thy fruit, and thou be left as a dry tree in the wilderness. For a wicked soul shall destroy him that hath it, and maketh him to be a joy to his enemies, and shall lead him into the lot of the wicked. A sweet word multiplieth friends, and appeaseth enemies, and a gracious tongue in a good man aboundeth. Be in peace with many, but let one of a thousand be thy counsellor. If thou wouldst get a friend, try him before thou takest him, and do not credit him easily. For there is a friend for his own occasion, and he will not abide in the day of thy trouble. And there is a friend that turneth to enmity, and there is a friend that will disclose hatred and strife and reproaches. And there is a friend, a companion at the table, and he will not abide in the day of distress. A friend, if he continues steadfast, shall be to thee as thyself, and shall act with confidence among them of thy household. If he humble himself before thee, and hide himself from thy face, thou shalt have unanimous friendship for good. Separate thyself from thy enemies, and take heed of thy friends. A faithful friend is a strong defense, and he that hath found him hath found a treasure. Nothing can be compared to a faithful friend, and no weight of gold and silver is able to countervail the goodness of his fidelity. A faithful friend is the medicine of life and immortality, and they that fear the Lord shall find him. 
He that feareth God shall likewise have good friendship, because according to him shall his friend be. My son, from thy youth up receive instruction, and even to thy gray hairs thou shalt find wisdom. Come to her as one that ploweth, and soweth, and wait for her good fruits. For in working about her thou shalt labor a little, and shalt quickly eat of her fruits. How very unpleasant is wisdom to the unlearned, and the unwise will not continue with her. She shall be to them as a mighty stone of trial, and they will cast her from them before it be long. For the wisdom of doctrine is according to her name, and she is not manifest unto many. But with them to whom she is known, she continueth even to the sight of God. Give ear, my son, and take wise counsel, and cast not away my advice. Put thy feet into her fetters, and thy neck into her chains. Bow down thy shoulder, and bear her, and be not grieved with her bands. Come to her with all thy mind, and keep her ways with all thy power. Search for her, and she shall be made known to thee. And when thou hast gotten her, let her not go. For in the latter end thou shalt find rest in her, and she shall be turned to thy joy. Then shall her fetters be a strong defense for thee, and a firm foundation, and her chain a robe of glory. For in her is the beauty of life, and her bands are a healthful binding. Thou shalt put her on as a robe of glory, and thou shalt set her upon thee as a crown of joy. My son, if thou wilt attend to me, thou shalt learn, and if thou wilt apply thy mind, thou shalt be wise. If thou wilt incline thy ear, thou shalt receive instruction, and if thou love to hear, thou shalt be wise. Stand in the multitude of ancients that are wise, and join thyself from thy heart to their wisdom, that thou mayest hear every discourse of God, and the sayings of praise may not escape thee. And if thou see a man of understanding, go to him early in the morning, and let thy foot wear the steps of his doors. Let thy thoughts be upon the precepts of God, and meditate continually on his commandments. And he will give thee a heart, and the desire of wisdom shall be given to thee. Chapter 7 Religious and Moral Duties Do no evils, and no evil shall lay hold of thee. Depart from the unjust, and evils shall depart from thee. My son, sow not evils in the furrows of injustice, and thou shalt not reap them sevenfold. Seek not of the Lord a preeminence, nor of the king the seat of honor. Justify not thyself before God, for he knoweth the heart, and desire not to appear wise before the king. Seek not to be made a judge, unless thou have strength enough to extirpate iniquities, lest thou fear the person of the powerful and lay a stumbling block for thy integrity. Offend not against the multitude of a city, neither cast thyself in upon the people, nor bind sin to sin, for even in one thou shalt not be unpunished. Be not faint-hearted in thy mind, neglect not to pray and to give alms. Say not, God will have respect to the multitude of my gifts, and when I offer to the Most High God, he will accept my offerings. Laugh no man to scorn in the bitterness of his soul, for there is one that humbleth and exalteth, God who seeth all. Devise not a lie against thy brother, neither do the like against thy friend. Be not willing to make any manner of lie, for the custom thereof is not good. Be not full of words in a multitude of ancients, and repeat not the word in thy prayer. Hate not laborious works, nor husbandry ordained by the Most High. 
number not thyself among the multitude of the disorderly. Remember wrath, for it will not tarry long. Humble thy spirit very much, for the vengeance on the flesh of the ungodly is fire and worms. Do not transgress against thy friend deferring money, nor despise thy dear brother for the sake of gold. Depart not from a wise and good wife, whom thou hast gotten in the fear of the Lord, for the grace of her modesty is above gold. Hurt not the servant that worketh faithfully, nor the hired man that giveth thee his life. Let a wise servant be dear to thee as thy own soul. Defraud him not of liberty, nor leave him needy. Hast thou cattle? Have an eye to them, and if they be for thy profit, keep them with thee. Hast thou children? Instruct them, and bow down their neck from their childhood. Hast thou daughters? Have a care of their body, and show not thy countenance gay towards them. Marry thy daughter well, and thou shalt do a great work, and give her to a wise man. If thou hast a wife according to thy soul, cast her not off, and to her that is hateful trust not thyself. With thy whole heart honor thy father, and forget not the groanings of thy mother. Remember that thou hadst not been born but through them, and make a return to them as they have done for thee. With all thy soul fear the Lord, and reverence his priests. With all thy strength love him that made thee, and forsake not his ministers. Honor God with all thy soul, and give honor to the priests, and purify thyself with thy arms. Give them their portion, as it is commanded thee, of the first fruits and of purifications. And for thy negligences, purify thyself with a few. Offer to the Lord the gift of thy shoulders, and the sacrifice of sanctification, and the first fruits of the holy things. And stretch out thy hand to the poor, that thy expiation and thy blessing may be perfected. A gift hath grace in the sight of all the living, and restrain not grace from the dead. Be not wanting in comforting them that weep, and walk with them that mourn. Be not slow to visit the sick, for by these things thou shalt be confirmed in love. In all thy works remember thy last end, and thou shalt never sin. Chapter 8 Other Lessons of Wisdom and Virtue Strive not with a powerful man, lest thou fall into his hands. Contend not with a rich man, lest he bring an action against thee. For gold and silver hath destroyed many, and hath reached even to the heart of kings, and perverted them. Strive not with a man that is full of tongue, and heap not wood upon his fire. Communicate not with an ignorant man, lest he speak ill of thy family. Despise not a man that turneth away from sin, nor reproach him therewith. Remember that we are all worthy of reproof. Despise not a man in his old age, for we also shall become old. Rejoice not at the death of thy enemy, knowing that we all die, and are not willing that others should rejoice at our death. Despise not the discourse of them that are ancient and wise, but acquaint thyself with their proverbs. For of them thou shalt learn wisdom and instruction of understanding, and to serve great men without blame. Let not the discourse of the ancients escape thee, for they have learned of their fathers, or of them thou shalt learn understanding, and to give an answer in time of need. Kindle not the coals of sinners by rebuking them, lest thou be burnt with the flame of the fire of their sins. Stand not against the face of an injurious person, lest he sit as a spy to entrap thee in thy words. Lend not to a man that is mightier than thyself, and if thou lendest, count it as lost. 
Be not surety above thy power, and if thou be surety, think as if thou wert to pay it. Judge not against a judge, for he judgeth according to that which is just. Go not on the way with a bold man, lest he burden thee with his own evils, for he goeth according to his own will, and thou shalt perish together with his folly. Quarrel not with a passionate man, and go not into the desert with a bold man, for blood is as nothing in his sight, and where there is no help, he will overthrow thee. Advise not with fools, for they cannot love but such things as please them. Before a stranger do no matter of counsel, for thou knowest not what he will bring forth. Open not thy heart to every man, lest he repay thee with an evil turn, and speak reproachfully to thee. Chapter 9. Cautions with regard to women and dangerous conversations. Be not jealous over the wife of thy bosom, lest she show in thy regard the malice of a wicked lesson. Give not the power of thy soul to a woman, lest she enter upon thy strength and thou be confounded. Look not upon a woman that hath a mind for many, lest thou fall into her snares. Use not much the company of her that is a dancer, and hearken not to her, lest thou perish by the force of her charms. Gaze not upon a maiden, lest her beauty be a stumbling block to thee. Give not thy soul to harlots in any point, lest thou destroy thyself and thy inheritance. Look not round about thee in the ways of the city, nor wander up and down in the streets thereof. Turn away thy face from a woman dressed up, and gaze not about upon another's beauty. For many have perished by the beauty of a woman, and hereby lust is enkindled as a fire. Every woman that is a harlot shall be trodden upon as dung in the way. Many by admiring the beauty of another man's wife have become reprobate, for her conversation burneth as fire. Sit not at all with another man's wife, nor repose upon the bed with her, and strive not with her over wine, lest thy heart decline towards her, and by thy blood thou fall into destruction. Forsake not an old friend, for the new will not be like to him. A new friend is as new wine. It shall grow old, and thou shalt drink it with pleasure. Envy not the glory and riches of a sinner, for thou knowest not what his ruin shall be. Be not pleased with the wrong done by the unjust, knowing that even to hell the wicked shall not please. Keep thee far from the man that hath power to kill, so that thou shalt not suspect the fear of death. And if thou come to him, commit no fault, lest he take away thy life. Know it to be a communication with death, for thou art going in the midst of snares and walking upon the arms of them that are grieved. According to thy power, beware of thy neighbor, and treat with the wise and prudent. Let just men be thy guests, and let thy glory be in the fear of God, and let the thought of God be in thy mind, and all thy discourse on the commandments of the highest. Works shall be praised for the hand of the artificers, and the prince of the people for the wisdom of his speech, but the word of the ancients for the sense. A man full of tongue is terrible in his city, and he that is rash in his word shall be hateful. Chapter 10. The Virtues and Vices of Men in Power. The Great Evil of Pride. A wise judge shall judge his people, and the government of a prudent man shall be steady. As the judge of the people is himself, so also are his ministers, and what manner of man the ruler of a city is, 
such also are they that dwell therein. An unwise king shall be the ruin of his people, and cities shall be inhabited through the prudence of the rulers. The power of the earth is in the hand of God, and in his time he will raise up a profitable ruler over it. The prosperity of man is in the hand of God, and upon the person of the scribe he shall lay his honor. Remember not any injury done thee by thy neighbor, and do thou nothing by deeds of injury. Pride is hateful before God and men, and all iniquity of nations is execrable. A kingdom is translated from one people to another because of injustices and wrongs and injuries and diverse deceits. But nothing is more wicked than the covetous man. Why is earth and ashes proud? There is not a more wicked thing than to love money, for such a one setteth even his own soul to sail, because while he liveth he hath cast away his bowels. All power is of short life. A long sickness is troublesome to the physician. The physician cutteth off a short sickness. So also a king is today, and tomorrow he shall die. Or when a man shall die, he shall inherit serpents and beasts and worms. The beginning of the pride of man is to fall off from God, because his heart is departed from him that made him. For pride is the beginning of all sin. He that holdeth it shall be filled with maledictions, and it shall ruin him in the end. Therefore hath the Lord disgraced the assemblies of the wicked, and hath utterly destroyed them. God hath overturned the thrones of proud princes, and hath set up the meek in their stead. God hath made the roots of proud nations to wither, and hath planted the humble of these nations. The Lord hath overthrown the lands of the Gentiles, and hath destroyed them even to the foundation. He hath made some of them to wither away, and hath destroyed them, and hath made the memory of them to cease from the earth. God hath abolished the memory of the proud, and hath preserved the memory of them that are humble in mind. Pride was not made for men, nor wrath for the race of women. That seed of men shall be honored, which feareth God, but that seed shall be dishonored, which transgresseth the commandments of the Lord. In the midst of brethren their chief is honorable. So shall they that fear the Lord be in his eyes. The fear of God is the glory of the rich, and of the honorable, and of the poor. Despise not a just man that is poor, and do not magnify a sinful man that is rich. The great man, and the judge, and the mighty is an honor, and there is none greater than he that feareth God. They that are free shall serve a servant that is wise, and a man that is prudent and well instructed will not murmur when he is reproved. He that is ignorant shall not be dishonored. Extol not thyself in doing thy work, and linger not in the time of distress. Better is he that laboreth, and aboundeth in all things, than he that boasteth himself, and wanteth bread. My son, keep thy soul in meekness, and give it honor according to its desert. Who will justify him that sinneth against his own soul? And who will honor him that dishonoreth his own soul? The poor man is glorified by his discipline and fear, and there is a man that is honored for his wealth. But he that is glorified in poverty, how much more in wealth? And he that is glorified in wealth, let him fear poverty. Chapter 11. Lessons of Humility and Moderation in All Things. The wisdom of the humble shall exalt his head, and shall make him sit in the midst of great men. Praise not a man for his beauty, neither despise a man for his look. 
The bee is small among flying things, but her fruit hath the chiefest sweetness. Glory not in apparel at any time, and be not exalted in the day of thy honor. For the works of the highest only are wonderful, and his works are glorious and secret and hidden. Many tyrants have sat on the throne, and he whom no man would think on hath worn the crown. Many mighty men have been greatly brought down, and the glorious have been delivered into the hand of others. Before thou inquire, blame no man, and when thou hast inquired, reprove justly. Before thou hear, answer not a word, and interrupt not others in the midst of their discourse. Strive not in a matter which doth not concern thee, and sit not in judgment with sinners. My son, meddle not with many matters, and if thou be rich, thou shalt not be free from sin, or if thou pursue after, thou shalt not overtake, and if thou run before, thou shalt not escape. There is an ungodly man that laboreth, and maketh haste, and is in sorrow, and is so much the more in want. Again there is an inactive man that wanteth help, is very weak in ability, and full of poverty. Yet the eye of God hath looked upon him for good, and hath lifted him up from his low estate, and hath exalted his head, and many have wondered at him, and have glorified God. Good things and evil, life and death, poverty and riches, are from God. Wisdom and discipline, and the knowledge of the law, are with God. Love and the ways of good things are with him. Error and darkness are created with sinners, and they that glory in evil things grow old and evil. The gift of God abideth with the just, and his advancement shall have success forever. There is one that is enriched by living sparingly, and this is the portion of his reward. In that he saith, I have found me rest, and now I will eat of my goods alone. And he knoweth not what time shall pass, and that death approacheth, and that he must leave all to others, and shall die. Be steadfast in thy covenant, and be conversant therein, and grow old in the work of thy commandments. Abide not in the works of sinners, but trust in God, and stay in thy place. For it is easy in the eyes of God on a sudden to make the poor man rich. The blessing of God maketh haste to reward the just, and in a swift hour his blessing beareth fruit. Say not, What need I, and what good shall I have by this? Say not, I am sufficient for myself, and what shall I be made worse by this? In the day of good things be not unmindful of evils, and in the day of evils be not unmindful of good things. For it is easy before God in the day of death to reward everyone according to his ways. The affliction of an hour maketh one forget great delights, and in the end of a man is the disclosing of his works. Praise not any man before death, for a man is known by his children. Bring not every man into thy house, for many are the snares of the deceitful. For as corrupted bowels send forth stinking breath, and as the partridge is brought into the cage, and as the roe into the snare, so also is the heart of the proud and as a spy that looketh on the fall of his neighbor. For he lieth in wait, and turneth good into evil, and on the elect he will lay a blot. Of one spark cometh a great fire, and of one deceitful man much blood, and a sinful man lieth in wait for blood. Take heed to thyself of a mischievous man, for he worketh evils, lest he bring upon thee reproach forever. Receive a stranger in, and he shall overthrow thee with a whirlwind, and shall turn thee out of thy own.
End of side one, please. Chapter 12. We are to be liberal to the just and not to trust the wicked. If thou do good, know to whom thou dost it, and there shall be much thanks for thy good deeds. Do good to the just, and thou shalt find great recompense, and if not of him, assuredly of the Lord. For there is no good for him that is always occupied in evil, and that giveth no alms. For the highest hateth sinners, and hath mercy on the penitent. Give to the merciful, and uphold not the sinner. God will repay vengeance to the ungodly and to sinners, and keep them against the day of vengeance. Give to the good, and receive not a sinner. Do good to the humble, and give not to the ungodly. Hold back thy bread, and give it not to him, lest thereby he overmaster thee. For thou shalt receive twice as much evil for all the good thou shalt have done to him. For the highest also hateth sinners, and will repay vengeance to the ungodly. A friend shall not be known in prosperity, and an enemy shall not be hidden in adversity. In the prosperity of a man his enemies are grieved, and a friend is known in his adversity. Never trust thy enemy, for as a brass pot his wickedness resteth. Though he humble himself and go crouching, yet take good heed and beware of him. Set him not by thee, neither let him sit on thy right hand, lest he turn into thy place and seek to take thy seat. And at the last thou acknowledge my words and be pricked with my sayings. Who will pity an enchanter struck by a serpent, or any that come near wild beasts? So is it with him that keepeth company with a wicked man, and is involved in his sins. For an hour he will abide with thee, but if thou begin to decline, he will not endure it. An enemy speaketh sweetly with his lips, but in his heart he lieth in wait to throw thee into a pit. An enemy weepeth with his eyes, but if he find an opportunity, he will not be satisfied with blood. And if evils come upon thee, thou shalt find him there first. An enemy hath tears in his eyes, while he pretendeth to help thee, will undermine thy feet. He will shake his head, and clap his hands, and whisper much, and change his countenance. Chapter 13 Cautions in the Choice of Company He that toucheth pitch shall be defiled with it, and he that hath fellowship with the proud shall put on pride. He shall take a burden upon him that hath fellowship with one more honorable than himself, and have no fellowship with one that is richer than thyself. What agreement shall the earthen pot have with the cattle? For if they knock one against the other, it shall be broken. The rich man hath done wrong, and yet he will fume. But the poor is wronged and must hold his peace. If thou give, he will make use of thee, and if thou have nothing, he will forsake thee. If thou have anything, he will live with thee, and will make thee bare, and he will not be sorry for thee. If he have need of thee, he will deceive thee, and smiling upon thee will put thee in hope. He will speak thee fair, and will say, What wantest thou? And he will shame thee by his meats, till he have drawn thee dry twice or thrice, and at last he will laugh at thee. And afterward, when he seeth thee, he will forsake thee, and shake his head at thee. Humble thyself to God, and wait for his hands. Beware that thou be not deceived into folly, and be humbled. Be not lowly in thy wisdom, lest, being humbled, thou be deceived into folly. If 
If thou be invited by one that is mightier, withdraw thyself, for so he will invite thee the more. Be not troublesome to him, lest thou be put back, and keep not far from him, lest thou be forgotten. Affect not to speak with him as an equal, and believe not his many words, for by much talk he will sift thee, and smiling will examine thee concerning thy secrets. His cruel mind will lay up thy words, and he will not spare to do thee hurt, and to cast thee into prison. Take heed to thyself, and attend diligently to what thou hearest, for thou walkest in danger of thy ruin. When thou hearest those things, see as it were in sleep, and thou shalt awake. Love God all thy life, and call upon him for thy salvation. Every beast loveth its like, so also every man him that is nearest to himself. All flesh shall consort with the like to itself, and every man shall associate himself to his like. If the wolf shall at any time have fellowship with the lamb, so the sinner with the just. What fellowship hath a holy man with a dog? Or what part hath the rich with the poor? The wild ass is the lion's prey in the desert. So also the poor are devoured by the rich. And as humility is an abomination to the proud, so also the rich man abhorreth the poor. When a rich man is shaken, he is kept up by his friends. But when a poor man is fallen down, he is thrust away, even by his acquaintance. When a rich man hath been deceived, he hath many helpers. He hath spoken proud things, and they have justified him. The poor man was deceived, and he is rebuked also. He hath spoken wisely, and could have no place. The rich man spoke, and all held their peace. What he said they extol, even to the clouds. The poor man spoke, and they say, Who is this? And if he stumble, they will overthrow him. Riches are good to him that hath no sin in his conscience, and poverty is very wicked in the mouth of the ungodly. The heart of a man changeth his countenance, either for good or for evil. The token of a good heart and a good countenance thou shalt hardly find, and with labor. Chapter 14. The evil of avarice, works of mercy are recommended, and the love of wisdom. Blessed is the man that hath not slipped by a word out of his mouth, and is not pricked with the remorse of sin. Happy is he that hath had no sadness of his mind, and it was not fallen from his hope. Riches are not comely for a covetous man, and a niggard, and what should an envious man do with gold? He that gathereth together by wronging his own soul, gathereth for others, and another will squander away his goods in rioting. He that is evil to himself, to whom will he be good? And he shall not take pleasure in his goods. There is none worse than he that envieth himself, and this is the reward of his wickedness. And if he do good, he doth it ignorantly and unwillingly, and at the last he discovereth his wickedness. The eye of the envious is wicked, and he turneth away his face and despiseth his own soul. The eye of the covetous man is insatiable in his portion of iniquity. He will not be satisfied till he consume his own soul, drying it up. An evil eye is towards evil things, and he shall not have his fill of bread, but shall be needy and pensive at his own table. My son, if thou have anything, do good to thyself, and offer to God worthy offerings. Remember that death is not slow, and that the covenant of hell hath been shown to thee. 
for the covenant of this world shall surely die. Do good to thy friend before thou die, and according to thy ability, stretching out thy hand, give to the poor. Defraud not thyself of the good day, and let not the part of a good gift overpass thee. Shalt thou not leave to others to divide by lot thy sorrows and labors? Give and take, and justify thy soul. Before thy death work justice, for in hell there is no finding food. All flesh shall fade as grass, and as the leaf that springeth out on a green tree. Some grow, and some fall off. So is the generation of flesh and blood. One cometh to an end, and another is born. Every work that is corruptible shall fail in the end, and the worker thereof shall go with it. And every excellent work shall be justified, and the worker thereof shall be honored therein. Blessed is the man that shall continue in wisdom, and that shall meditate in his justice, and in his mind shall think of the all-seeing eye of God. He that considereth her ways in his heart, and hath understanding in her secrets, who goeth after her as one that traceth, and stayeth in her ways, he who looketh in at her windows, and hearkeneth at her door, he that lodgeth near her house, and fastening a pin in her walls, shall set up his tent nigh unto her, where good things shall rest in his lodging forever. He shall set his children under her shelter, and shall lodge under her branches. He shall be protected under her covering from the heat, and shall rest in her glory. Chapter 15 Wisdom embraceth them that fear God. God is not the author of sin. He that feareth God will do good, and he that possesseth justice shall lay hold on her. And she will meet him as an honorable mother, and will receive him as a wife married of a virgin. With the bread of life and understanding she shall feed him, and give him the water of wholesome wisdom to drink. And she shall be made strong in him, and he shall not be moved. She shall hold him fast, and he shall not be confounded. And she shall exalt him among his neighbors. And in the midst of the church she shall open his mouth, and shall fill him with the spirit of wisdom and understanding, and shall clothe him with a robe of glory. She shall heap upon him a treasure of joy and gladness, and shall cause him to inherit an everlasting name. But foolish men shall not obtain her, and wise men shall meet her. Foolish men shall not see her, for she is far from pride and deceit. Lying men shall not be mindful of her, but men that speak truth shall be found with her, and shall advance even till they come to the sight of God. Praise is not seemly in the mouth of a sinner, for wisdom came forth from God. For praise shall be with the wisdom of God, and shall abound in a faithful mouth, and the Sovereign Lord will give praise unto it. Say not, It is through God that she is not with me. For do not thou the things that he hateth. Say not, He hath caused me to err, for he hath no need of wicked men. The Lord hateth all abomination of error, and they that fear him shall not love it. God made man from the beginning, and left him in the hand of his own counsel. He added his commandments and precepts. If thou wilt keep the commandments and perform acceptable fidelity forever, they shall preserve thee. He hath set water and fire before thee. Stretch forth thy hand to which thou wilt. Before man is life and death, good and evil, that which he shall choose shall be given him. For the wisdom of God is great, and he is strong in power, seeing all men without ceasing. The eyes of the Lord are towards them that fear him, and he knoweth all the work of man. 
He hath commanded no man to do wickedly, and he hath given no man license to sin. For he desireth not a multitude of faithless and unprofitable children. Chapter 16 It is better to have none than many wicked children. Of the justice and mercy of God, his ways are unsearchable. Rejoice not in ungodly children. If they be multiplied, neither be delighted in them. If the fear of God be not with them, trust not to their life, and respect not their labors. For better is one that feareth God than a thousand ungodly children. And it is better to die without children than to leave ungodly children. By one that is wise a country shall be inhabited. The tribe of the ungodly shall become desolate. Many such things hath my eyes seen, and greater things than those my ear hath heard. In the congregation of sinners a fire shall be kindled, and in an unbelieving nation wrath shall flame out. The ancient giants did not obtain pardon for their sins, who were destroyed trusting to their own strength. And he spared not the place where Lot sojourned, but abhorred them for the pride of their word. He had not pity on them, destroying the whole nation that extolled themselves in their sins. So did he with the six hundred thousand footmen, who were gathered together in the hardness of their heart. And if one had been stiff-necked, it is a wonder if he had escaped unpunished, for mercy and wrath are with him. He is mighty to forgive and to pour out indignation. According as his mercy is, so his correction judgeth a man according to his works. The sinner shall not escape in his repines, and the patience of him that showeth mercy shall not be put off. All mercy shall make a place for every man according to the merit of his works, and according to the wisdom of his sojournment. Say not, I shall be hidden from God, and who shall remember me from on high? In such a multitude I shall not be known. For what is my soul in such an immense creation? Behold the heaven and the heavens of heavens, the deep and all the earth, and the things that are in them shall be moved in thy sight. The mountains also, and the hills, and the foundations of the earth, when God shall look upon them, they shall be shaken with trembling. And in all these things the heart is senseless, and every heart is understood by him. And his ways who shall understand? and the storm which no eye of man shall see. For many of his works are hidden, but the works of his justice who shall declare? Or who shall endure? For the testament is far from some, and the examination of all is in the end. He that wanteth understanding thinketh vain things, and the foolish and erring man thinketh foolish things. Hearken to me, my son, and learn the discipline of understanding, and attend to my words in thy heart. And I will show forth good doctrine in equity, and will seek to declare wisdom, and attend to my words in thy heart, whilst with equity of spirit I tell thee the virtues that God hath put upon his works from the beginning. And I show forth in truth his knowledge. The works of God are done in judgment from the beginning, and from the making of them he distinguished their parts and their beginnings in their generations. He beautified their works forever. They have neither hungered nor labored, and they have not ceased from their works. Nor shall any of them straighten his neighbor at any time. Be not thou incredulous to his word. After this God looked upon the earth and filled it with his goods. The soul of every living thing hath shone forth before the face thereof, and into it they return again. Chapter 17 
creation in favor of God to man, an exhortation to turn to God. God created man of the earth and made him after his own image, and he turned him into it again and clothed him with strength according to himself. He gave him the number of his days and time and gave him power over all things that are upon the earth. He put the fear of him upon all flesh, and he had dominion over beasts and fowls. He created of him a helpmate like to himself. He gave them counsel, and a tongue, and eyes, and ears, and a heart to devise, and he filled them with the knowledge of understanding. He created in them the science of the spirit. He filled their heart with wisdom, and showed them both good and evil. He set his eye upon their hearts to show them the greatness of his works, that they might praise the name which he hath sanctified and glory in his wondrous acts, that they might declare the glorious things of his works. Moreover, he gave them instructions and the law of life for an inheritance. He made an everlasting covenant with them, and he showed them his justice and judgments. And their eyes saw the majesty of his glory, and their ears heard his glorious voice, and he said to them, Beware of all iniquity. And he gave to every one of them commandment concerning his neighbor. Their ways are always before him. They are not hidden from his eyes. Over every nation he set a ruler, and Israel was made the manifest portion of God. And all their works are as the sun in the sight of God. And his eyes are continually upon their ways. Their covenants were not hid by their iniquity, and all their iniquities are in the sight of God. The alms of a man is as a signet with him, and shall preserve the grace of a man as the apple of the eye. And afterward he shall rise up, and shall render them their reward to every one upon their own head, and shall turn them down into the bowels of the earth. But to the penitent he hath given the way of justice, and he hath strengthened them that were fainting in patience, and hath appointed to them the lot of truth. Turn to the Lord, and forsake thy sins. Make thy prayer before the face of the Lord, and offend less. Return to the Lord, and turn away from thy injustice, and greatly hate abomination. And know the justices and judgments of God, and stand firm in the lot set before thee, and in prayer to the Most High God. Go to the side of the Holy Age with them that live, and give praise to God. Tarry not in the error of the ungodly. Give glory before death. Praise perisheth from the dead as nothing. Give thanks whilst thou art living. Whilst thou art alive and in health, thou shalt give thanks, and shalt praise God, and shalt glory in his mercies. How great is the mercy of God, and his forgiveness to them that turn to him. For all things cannot be in men, because the Son of Man is not immortal, and they are delighted with the vanity of evil. What is brighter than the sun, yet it shall be eclipsed? Or what is more wicked than that which flesh and blood hath invented? And this shall be reproved. He beholdeth the power of the height of heaven, and all men are earth and ashes. Chapter 18 God's works are wonderful. We must serve him, and not our lusts. He that liveth for ever created all things together. God only shall be justified, and he remaineth an invincible king forever. Who is able to declare his works? Or who shall search out his glorious acts? And who shall show forth the power of his majesty? Or who shall be able to declare his mercy? Nothing may be taken away, nor added. 
neither is it possible to find out the glorious works of God. When a man hath done, then shall he begin. And when he leaveth off, he shall be at a loss. What is man, and what is his grace? And what is his good, or what is his evil? The number of the days of men at the most are a hundred years. As a drop of water of the sea are they esteemed. And as a pebble of the sand, so are a few years compared to eternity. Therefore God is patient in them, and poureth forth his mercy upon them. He hath seen the presumption of their heart, that it is wicked, and hath known their end, for that it is evil. Therefore hath he filled up his mercy in their favor, and hath shown them the way of justice. The compassion of God is toward his neighbor, but the mercy of God is upon all flesh. He hath mercy, and teacheth, and correcteth, as a shepherd doth his flock. He hath mercy on him that receiveth the discipline of mercy, and that maketh haste in his judgments. My son, in thy good deeds make no complaint, and when thou givest anything, add not grief by an evil word. Shall not the dew assuage the heat? So also the good word is better than the gift. Lo, is not a word better than a gift? But both are with a justified man. A fool will upbraid bitterly, and a gift of one ill-taught consumeth the eyes. Before judgment prepare thee justice, and learn before thou speak. Before sickness take a medicine, and before judgment examine thyself, and thou shalt find mercy in the sight of God. Humble thyself before thou art sick, and in the time of sickness show thy conversation. Let nothing hinder thee from praying always, and be not afraid to be justified even to death. For the reward of God continueth forever. Before prayer, prepare thy soul, and be not as a man that tempteth God. Remember the wrath that shall be at the last day, and the time of repaying, when he shall turn away his face. Remember poverty in the time of abundance, and the necessities of poverty in the day of riches. From the morning until the evening, the time shall be changed, and all these are swift in the eyes of God. A wise man will fear in everything, and in the days of sins will beware of sloth. Every man of understanding knoweth wisdom, and will give praise to him that findeth her. They that were of good understanding in words have also done wisely themselves, and have understood truth and justice, and have poured forth proverbs and judgments. Go not after thy lusts, but turn away from thy own will. If thou give to thy soul her desires, she will make thee a joy to thy enemies. Take no pleasure in riotous assemblies, be they ever so small, for their concertation is continual. Make not thyself poor by borrowing to contribute to feasts, when thou hast nothing in thy purse, for thou shalt be an enemy to thy own life. Chapter 19 Admonitions Against Sundry Vices A workman that is a drunkard shall not be rich, and he that contemneth small things shall fall by little and little. Wine and women make wise men fall off, and shall rebuke the prudent. And he that joineth himself to harlots will be wicked. Rottenness and worms shall inherit him, and he shall be lifted up for a greater example, and his soul shall be taken away out of the number. He that is hasty to give credit is light of heart, and shall be lessened, and he that sinneth against his own soul shall be despised. He that rejoiceth in iniquity shall be censured, and he that hateth chastisement 
shall have less life. And he that hateth babbling extinguisheth evil. He that sinneth against his own soul shall repent. And he that is delighted with wickedness shall be condemned. Rehearse not again a wicked and harsh word, and thou shalt not fare the worse. Tell not thy mind to friend or foe, and if there be a sin with thee, disclose it not. For he will hearken to thee, and will watch thee, and as it were, defending thy sin, he will hate thee, and so will he be with thee always. Hast thou heard a word against thy neighbor? Let it die within thee, trusting that it will not burst thee. At the hearing of a word, the fool is in travail, as a woman groaning in the bringing forth a child. As an arrow that sticketh in a man's thigh, so is a word in the heart of a fool. Reprove a friend, lest he may not have understood, and say, I did it not, or if he did it, that he may do it no more. Reprove thy neighbor, or it may be he hath not said it, and if he hath said it, that he may not say it again. Admonish thy friend, for there is often a fault committed, and believe not every word. There is one that slippeth with a tongue, but not from his heart. For who is there that hath not offended with his tongue? Admonish thy neighbor before thou threaten him, and give place to the fear of the Most High. For the fear of God is all wisdom, and therein is to fear God, and the disposition of the law is in all wisdom. But the learning of wickedness is not wisdom, and the device of sinners is not prudence. There is a subtle wickedness, and the same is detestable, and there is man that is foolish, wanting in wisdom. Better is a man that hath less wisdom, and wanteth understanding, with the fear of God, than he that aboundeth in understanding, and transgresseth the law of the Most High. There is an exquisite subtlety, and the same is unjust. And there is one that uttereth an exact word, telling the truth. There is one that humbleth himself wickedly, and his interior is full of deceit. And there is one that submitteth himself exceedingly with a great lowliness. And there is one that casteth down his countenance, and maketh as if he did not see that which is unknown. And if he be hindered from sinning for want of power, if he shall find opportunity to do evil, he will do it. A man is known by his look, and a wise man, when thou meetest him, is known by his countenance. The attire of the body and the laughter of the teeth, and the gait of the man show what he is. There is a lying rebuke in the anger of an injurious man, and there is judgment that is not allowed to be good, and there is one that holdeth his peace. He is wise. Chapter 20. Rules with regard to correction, discretion, and avoiding lies. How much better is it to reprove than to be angry, and not to hinder him that confesseth in prayer. The lust of an eunuch shall deflower a young maiden. So is he that by violence executeth unjust judgment. How good is it when thou art reproved to show repentance, for so thou shalt escape willful sin. There is one that holdeth his peace, that is found wise, and there is another that is hateful, that is bold in speech. There is one that holdeth his peace, because he knoweth not what to say. And there is another that holdeth his peace, knowing the proper time. A wise man will hold his peace till he see opportunity, but a babbler and a fool will regard no time. He that useth many words shall hurt his own soul, and he that taketh authority to himself unjustly shall be hated. There is success in evil things to a man without discipline, and there is a finding that turneth to loss.
There is a gift that is not profitable, and there is a gift the recompense of which is double. There is an abasement because of glory, and there is one that shall lift up his head from a low estate. There is that buyeth much for a small price, and restoreth the same sevenfold. A man wise in words shall make himself beloved, but the graces of fools shall be poured out. The gift of the fool shall do thee no good, for his eyes are sevenfold. For he will give a few things, and upbraid much, and the opening of his mouth is the kindling of a fire. Today a man lendeth, and tomorrow he asketh it again. Such a man as this is hateful. A fool shall have no friend, and there shall be no thanks for his good deeds. For they that eat his bread are of a false tongue. How often, and how many will laugh him to scorn? For he doth not distribute with right understanding that which was to be had, and like manner also that which was not to be had. The slipping of a false tongue is as one that falleth on the pavement, so the fall of the wicked shall come speedily. A man without grace is as a vain fable. It shall be continually in the mouth of the unwise. A parable coming out of a fool's mouth shall be rejected, for he doth not speak it in due season. There is that is hindered from sinning through want, and in his rest he shall be pricked. There is that will destroy his own soul through shamefacedness, and by occasion of an unwise person he will destroy it, and by respect of person he will destroy himself. There is that for bashfulness promiseth to his friend, and maketh him his enemy for nothing. A lie is a foul blot in a man, and yet it will be continually in the mouth of men without discipline. A thief is better than a man that is always lying, but both of them shall inherit destruction. The manners of lying men are without honor, and their confusion is with them without ceasing. A wise man shall advance himself with his words, and a prudent man shall please the great ones. He that tilleth his land shall make a high heap of corn, and he that worketh justice shall be exalted. And he that pleaseth great men shall escape iniquity. Presents and gifts blind the eyes of judges, and make them dumb in the mouth, so that they cannot correct. Wisdom that is hid, and treasure that is not seen, what profit is there in them both? Better is he that hideth his folly than the man that hideth his wisdom. Chapter 21 Cautions against sin in general, and some sins in particular. My son, hast thou sinned? Do so no more. But for thy former sins also pray that they may be forgiven thee. Flee from sins as from the face of a servant, for if thou comest near them, they will take hold of thee. The teeth thereof are the teeth of a lion, killing the souls of men. All iniquity is like a two-edged sword. There is no remedy for the wound thereof. Injuries and wrongs will waste riches, and the house that is very rich shall be brought to nothing by pride, so the substance of the proud shall be rooted out. The prayer out of the mouth of the poor shall reach the ears of God, and judgment shall come for him speedily. He that hateth to be reproved walketh in the trace of a sinner, and he that feareth God will turn to his own heart. He that is mighty by a bold tongue is known afar off, but a wise man knoweth to slip by him. He that buildeth his house at other men's charges is as he that gathereth himself stones to build in the winter. The congregation of sinners is like tow heaped together, and the end of them is a flame of fire. 
The way of sinners is made plain with stones, and in their end is hell, and darkness, and pains. He that keepeth justice shall get the understanding thereof. The perfection of the fear of God is wisdom and understanding. He that is not wise in good will not be taught. But there is a wisdom that aboundeth in evil, and there is no understanding where there is bitterness. The knowledge of a wise man shall abound like a flood, and his counsel continueth like a fountain of life. The heart of a fool is like a broken vessel, and no wisdom at all shall it hold. A man of sense will praise every wise word he shall hear, and will apply it to himself. The luxurious man hath heard it, and it shall displease him, and he will cast it behind his back. The talking of a fool is like a burden in the way, but on the lips of the wise grace shall be found. The mouth of the prudent is sought after in the church, and they will think upon his words in their hearts. As a house that is destroyed, so is wisdom to a fool, and the knowledge of the unwise is as words without sense. Doctrine to a fool is as fetters on the feet, and like manacles on the right hand. A fool lifteth up his voice in laughter, but a wise man will scarce laugh low to himself. Learning to the prudent is as an ornament of gold, and like a bracelet upon his right arm. The foot of a fool is soon in his neighbor's house, but a man of experience will be abashed at the person of the mighty. A fool will peep through the window into the house, but he that is well taught will stand without. It is the folly of a man to hearken at the door, and a wise man will be grieved with the disgrace. The lips of the unwise will be telling foolish things, but the words of the wise shall be weighed in a balance. The heart of fools is in their mouth, and the mouth of wise men is in their heart. While the ungodly curseth the devil, he curseth his own soul. The talebearer shall defile his own soul, and shall be hated by all, and he that shall abide with him shall be hateful. The silent and wise man shall be honored. Chapter 22 The sluggard is pelted with a dirty stone, and all men will speak of his disgrace. The sluggard is pelted with the dung of oxen, and every one that toucheth him will shake his hands. A son ill-taught is the confusion of the father, and a foolish daughter shall be to his loss. A wise daughter shall bring an inheritance to her husband, but she that confoundeth becometh a disgrace to her father. She that is bold shameth both her father and husband, and will not be inferior to the ungodly, and shall be disgraced by them both. A tale out of time is like music in mourning, but the stripes and instruction of wisdom are never out of time. He that teacheth a fool is like one that glueth a potsherd together. He that telleth a word to him that heareth not is like one that waketh a man out of a deep sleep. He speaketh with one that is asleep, who uttereth wisdom to a fool, and in the end of the discourse he saith, Who is this? Weep for the dead, for his light hath failed, and weep for the fool, for his understanding faileth. Weep but a little for the dead, for he is at rest. For the wicked life of a wicked fool is worse than death. The mourning for the dead is seven days, but for a fool and an ungodly man all the days of their life. Talk not much with a fool, and go not with him that hath no sense. Keep thyself from him, that thou mayest not have trouble, and thou shalt not be defiled with his sin. Turn away from him, and thou shalt find rest, and shalt not be wearied out with his folly. What is heavier than lead? And what other name hath he but fool? Sand and salt, and a mass of iron is easier to bear than a man without sense that is both foolish and wicked. A frame of wood bound together in the foundation of a building 
shall not be loosed, so neither shall the heart that is established by advised counsel. The thought of him that is wise at all times shall not be depraved by fear, as pails set in high places and plasterings made without cost will not stand against the face of the wind, so also a fearful heart in the imagination of a fool shall not resist against the violence of fear. As a fearful heart in the thought of a fool at all times will not fear, so neither shall he that continueth always in the commandments of God. He that pricketh the eye bringeth out tears, and he that pricketh the heart bringeth forth resentment. He that flingeth a stone at birds shall drive them away, so he that upbraideth his friend breaketh friendship. Although thou hast drawn a sword at a friend, despair not, for there may be a returning. To a friend, if thou hast opened a sad mouth, fear not, for there may be a reconciliation. Accept upbraiding and reproach and pride and disclosing of secrets or a treacherous wound, for on all these cases a friend will flee away. Keep fidelity with a friend in his poverty, that in his prosperity also thou mayest rejoice. In the time of his trouble continue faithful to him, that thou mayest also be heir with him in his inheritance. As the vapor of a chimney and the smoke of the fire goeth up before the fire, so also injurious words and reproaches and threats before blood. I will not be ashamed to salute a friend, neither will I hide myself from his face. And if any evil happen to me by him, I will bear it. But every one that shall hear it will beware of him. Who will set a guard before my mouth, and a sure seal upon my lips, that I fall not by them, and that my tongue destroy me not? Chapter 23 A Prayer for Grace to Flee Sin Cautions Against Profane Swearing and Other Vices O Lord, Father and Sovereign Ruler of my life, leave me not to their counsel, nor suffer me to fall by them. Who will set scourges over my thoughts, and the discipline of wisdom over my heart, that they spare me not in their ignorances, and that their sins may not appear? lest my ignorances increase, and my offenses be multiplied, and my sins abound, and I fall before my adversaries, and my enemy rejoice over me. O Lord, Father, and God of my life, leave me not to their devices. Give me not haughtiness of my eyes, and turn away from me all coveting. Take from me the greediness of the belly, and let not the lusts of the flesh take hold of me, and give me not over to a shameless and foolish mind. Hear, O ye children, the discipline of the mouth, and he that will keep it shall not perish by his lips, nor be brought to fall into most wicked works. A sinner is caught in his own vanity, and the proud and the evil speakers shall fall thereby. Let not thy mouth be accustomed to swearing, for in it there are many falls, and let not the naming of God be usable in thy mouth, and meddle not with the names of saints, for thou shalt not escape free from them. For as a slave daily put to the question is never without a blue mark, so every one that sweareth and nameth shall not be wholly pure from sin. A man that sweareth much shall be filled with iniquity, and a scourge shall not depart from his house. And if he make it void, his sin shall be upon him. And if he dissemble it, he offendeth double. And if he swear in vain, he shall not be justified, for his house shall be filled with his punishment. There is also another speech opposite to death. Let it not be found in the inheritance of Jacob. For from the merciful all these things shall be taken away, and they shall not wallow in sins. Let not thy mouth be accustomed to indiscreet speech, for therein is the word of sin. 
Remember thy father and thy mother, for thou sittest in the midst of great men. Lest God forget thee in their sight, and thou by thy daily custom be infatuated and suffer reproach, and wish that thou hadst not been born, and curse the day of thy nativity. The man that is accustomed to opprobrious words will never be corrected all the days of his life. Two sorts of men multiply sins, and the third bringeth wrath and destruction. A hot soul is a burning fire. It will never be quenched till it devours something. And a man that is wicked in the mouth of his flesh will not leave off till he hath kindled a fire. To a man that is a fornicator all bread is sweet. He will not be weary of sinning unto the end. Every man that passeth beyond his own bed, despising his own soul, and saying, Who seeth me? Darkness compasseth me about, and the walls cover me, and no man seeth me. Whom do I fear? The Most High will not remember my sins. And he understandeth not that his eye seeth all things, for such a man's fear driveth from him the fear of God, and the eyes of men fearing him. And he knoweth not that the eyes of the Lord are far brighter than the sun, beholding round about all the ways of men, and the bottom of the deep, and looking into the hearts of men into the most hidden parts. For all things were known to the Lord God before they were created. So also after they were perfected, he beholdeth all things. This man shall be punished in the streets of the city, and he shall be chased as a colt, and where he suspected not, he shall be taken. And he shall be in disgrace with all men, because he understood not the fear of the Lord. So every woman also that leaveth her husband, and bringeth in an heir by another. For first she hath been unfaithful to the law of the Most High, and secondly she hath offended against her husband, thirdly she hath fornicated in adultery, and hath gotten her children of another man. This woman shall be brought into the assembly, and inquisition shall be made of her children. Her children shall not take root, and her branches shall bring forth no fruit. She shall leave her memory to be cursed, and her infamy shall not be blotted out. And they that remain shall know that there is nothing better than the fear of God, and that there is nothing sweeter than to have regard to the commandments of the Lord. It is great glory to follow the Lord, for length of days shall be received from him. End of side two.